All right, what's up, guys? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the studio. I have a very special guest this week. Um, he, You might have seen him around town here and there. You might have seen him on stage on New Year's Eve. Um, you might have heard some of his music on Spotify. If you have it, um, then what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, the reason why you're here is probably because you want to know more about my special guests. Please give a warm welcome to Uncle Tino. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Uncle Tino. Morning. Morning, afternoon, and good night. <laughs> so, uh, first and foremost, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, yes. Yeah, man. It, the new year. it feels weird because it's like we just starting same thing all over again. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a new year. Huh. <laughs> it's a big trip. Uh, so, how was, your, uh, how was your performance on New Year's Eve? Oh, bro, it was a blast. I had so much fun. I was, I was, I was stressed up until it because, um, God, like, like this fucking COVID shit, like oh, yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody was either getting it or knew somebody that got it. And it was like, everybody was being safe and taking precaution. My drummer tested positive the week of. And so I had to have my homie Skyler who, um, drums for camera call. Shout out to Skyler. Um, Shout the fuck out. No, for real, dude. Shout the fuck out to Skyler because he came so clutch. Like, mm-hmm. he was free every day. Mind you, I'm not free every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and other, everyone else, like, in the band wasn't free every day. So, you know, other people have other gigs. Sometimes, you know, transportation was an issue. So, it was just a lot of, a lot of complications and hurdles that we had to hop over. So, I was fucking stressed. <laughs> and then, like, kind of nervous about it. But, I mean, I have a solid group of people that that know the music and enjoy the music so i mean eventually you know we played and it we rocked it was fun we rocked that shit it looks like you had a really good time i had a blast it was a it was so much fucking fun and yeah so um (laughs) and the pictures that you have before have you always performed on performed on new year's or was that just like another occasion Mm -mm. the only other time i played on new year's at axelrad was when i was uh i was playing with lily aviana and i would play talk box mm-hmm. in her group so that was the only time and then the year after that was 2020 and no that was going into 2020 okay okay so, so 20, yeah so no yes no that was like right before covid so like the year after nobody did anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird so, dude to think that like because yeah. we were talking about that with, with my cousin because we went out there to uh san marcos and um mm-hmm. we were like Yo, we really didn't do it. Well, we did celebrate on 2020, but um, for New Year's. Right. But it's it's kind of weird because it's like this, um, it's like a waiting period. I think 2020 was like a waiting period for most of us. Where we're just like, okay, um, so when can we get into this new year? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it was, was crazy. It was, it was fucking wild. But yeah, no, so I've never performed on New Year's other than that other time. and But this was fun. Like, this was a blast. I had a lot of fun. I had, I had fun playing with um, mind you, not everybody that played with me is new. I played with Skyler years ago mm-hmm. and tall. My current guitarist is awesome. Um, has played with me all throughout last year up until like starting around May. And then Nico who played keys for me, shout out Nico too. He, um, 
shout out to all of them, honestly. He played keys with me a long time ago while I was playing with Skylar. So they were familiar. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph, who played bass, um, he, he and I had followed each other, but he primarily plays in like hardcore and metal bands and stuff. Oh, okay. So, okay. And this was his first time playing with all of us. And but him and Skylar somehow knew each other. I don't know. It was <laughs> It's funny it was the crazy. local music scene. Everybody kind of knows everybody in, in some way and then when you do meet you're like, "Hey, I know you." And you, I'm, you Yeah, you no, know. that ass. It was um it was tight. I had a lot of fun. That's good. That's good, man. I wish I could have gone, but we we were out of town, so and Oh, was, man, not even, not even tripping. It was it was badass. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of people were doing something or they were afraid of the illness and I'm just like, I totally get it. Um, man, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a survivor, so I'm gonna go out there and just like. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we Beyonce, we Beyonce. <laughs> so, uh, so Tino, uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself. So you're, you're native Houstonian, right? Born and raised. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, where'd you go to school? Um, it all started. I went to Emmanuel Lutheran. Okay. Lutheran for pre-K. It was a Lutheran school, which was random and weird as fuck. But there were no uniforms. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> and then I and then K through like five, I went to um, I went to Harvard, and then I went to Hamilton for middle school. Then I went to Reagan, uh, which is now High Tide, but you know. And, and then I went to the University of Houston. So. So you an HISD child? That's what we're saying. I'm. A, I'm a, is. <laughs> dude i used to work for hisd i used to work for hisd not that long ago so i know oh most god of the dude what um What'd you do? i was the i was food services so i would go and deliver food to the schools and stuff like that and all the goodies oh. i know those kids all hated the- that shit but i mean <laughs> i wouldn't eat that food. sometimes Bro, sometimes they would have food and i was like the bomb like when they get the little pizzas mm-hmm. i love the pizzas i liked um, there was a uh, like these sandwiches they used to give out, okay. like especially like for like, um, I want to say like field trips. There were like these hams and cheese sandwiches, or maybe bologna. I don't even know, but whatever reason, I was like, I would buy it. And I was like, damn, this is fu- I love this shit. But like I said, I'm disgusting. So <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll try anything once as far as food goes. You know, like. And if not, if I don't like it, then I don't like it. If I like it, then I'll either have to pray or... <laughs> so you'll try... Or go anything? to hell. Like, I don't know. Anything. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, dude. Uh, most of well, the food that you probably had before is, is way different now. The food that we were oh, uh, probably serving... 100%. Dude, garbage, man. They used to feed us that food at, um, at the building, so... I mean, me, I'm like, hey, whatever, it's free food, I'm going to eat it anyways. But, um, right. yeah, those kids did not like that food, so yeah. just shipping it to them, I'm just like, hey, better you than me. <laughs> hey, man, I'm doing this for y'all. Come on. <laughs> it's for the kids. It's for the kids. <laughs> so you went to, uh, to well, we'll say Heights now, but everybody everybody I know that went Dragon, to Reagan, before, before, for free, pre-Heights Dragon. is now, it's Reagan, you know, and hey. I yeah. agree with you, man. Hey, call it what you want to call it. And I, I agree with you guys. So. I went I went to Reagan. I didn't go to Heights. Uh, what year it's did just, you graduate? It's just weird for me to call it Heights. What's up? What year did you graduate? 13. Oh, okay. okay. So 2011. Was it seven years ago? <laughs> oh. 2011. My brother graduated in 2011. Oh, okay. Your brother go to the same school as you? 
Mm-hmm. My brother and my sister, yeah. My sister okay. graduated in 10, I think, and then my brother in 11, and then I was 13. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I, I didn't go to school in, in uh, HISD. I went to school in Cypher. That's far. <laughs> well, I mean, That's far. kind That's of. That's not far from where I currently but. Yeah, well, kind of now, not really. Um, My mom would drop me off at my aunt's house because my aunt would live. She lives off of uh, Clay Road and over there by 290 anyways and that's kind of like the jurisdiction for um cypher sd so i would go my mom would drop me off in the morning and i would go pick up the bus and go to school that way and i did that for four years and uh hated every minute of it but you know hey (laughs) (laughs) i had to do what i had to do but i met some cool people so but i wish i would have went to uh i wish i would have known what it would have been like if i went to an hisd school the people i would have met you know the cool um Maybe the things I would have gotten into, I don't know, but uh, I am. I feel like, no, nah, bro. I feel like people out here, like in the outskirts, mm-hmm. I feel like y'all were crazier. Oh, no, dude. They I mean, were we, crazy. We, I mean, motherfuckers over here party, but like, I feel like, you know, it's there's more regulation as far as like law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I feel like more people over here got arrested and more people out here were just like, escaping i don't know though like, i feel like like I, I know so many people from around like you know spring or um like tomball area or sugarland and it just seems like you know out out here it's not there's a lot there's too much you can get into if that makes any sense so, but back home everyone's just like oh yeah kickback when i say home i mean excuse me um because i'm in willowbrook right now mm-hmm. in a second but like back downtown you know it's it's a little different like it's there's a lot you can get away with but also a lot you can get caught for so it's just like a gamble yeah that's true that's true <laughs> so did you did you grow up around where you went to school so pretty much you're north sider you're north sider all right all right all right <laughs> <laughs> i went so yes i i grew up like I, I yeah i grew up and and lived two blocks from from reagan high school all right so you are honorary north sider Pretty much. Honorary. Honorary. <laughs> you were born and bred into Honorary. it. Honorary. <laughs> um, so, dude, how, how was school for you growing up? Was it was it fun? Was it easy? Were you just like, I'm fucking sick and tired of it? Four years, hurry up and go by? No, uh, I'm like I'm like the worst person because I love school. <laughs> Everybody's like, I fucking hate school. I don't want to go to school. I hate it here. I enjoyed myself. I made the most of the best of what I had on it. I didn't like homework. Nobody likes homework. No, I hated homework, but like, I like, I like my friends. I liked, um, I was, I, I won class clown my graduating class. Really cool. Yeah. So I was, I was just always goofing off and I, I didn't like being in trouble. So I, was, <laughs> I, I don't like being, in, I don't get a good feeling out of being scorned. So I was never like, I was a nuisance to a degree. Like I was, I, I could only be a nuisance to it with a group of people because I was like, Hey man, we're all going down together. Like I need, I need support here. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but no, I like school. I, I, I was involved. I, I was like in student council. I was a mascot and I played sports and yes, yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. And yeah, I just kind of, like I said, I just kind of get cozy wherever I find myself. So I mean, school, that is definitely one of those. And so you said something that I'm really interested in knowing about. You said mascot. So Yeah, I've been a mascot for over 12 years. So you were the mascot for U of H, weren't you? I was. Why you don't publicize that, bro? We have to know I you did. are the best 
of the Here's best. Here's the thing, because I, I, I will tell people, and then once I say it, I'm like, all right, I said it. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. <laughs> I've said it before, and then I don't want to keep, like, repeating myself and then it making me look like like i'm like oh like, like you're so trying funny. to like puff yourself up like you think you're high. Yeah, yeah and it's like yeah cool you know like and that was uh i already graduated uh, i graduated from uh four years ago Go but please. i just don't absolutely 100 percent. so it's like i don't like repeating it unless it's brought up by somebody else because i don't like i don't like to again like you said i don't like to puff my chest up that big you know but i i love that I was able to do that. It was like a dream of mine, which sounds mm-hmm. super dorky, but like I always wanted to do it, even when I was a kid. Cause uh, my uncle um, played special teams and is currently a coach and has been working there since then, you know, since like the 90s. And my dad graduated from there. He was first gen, I think. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so it was just kind of like, brainwashed to to be a part of that culture which is not something that i'm mad at i actually like i said i loved school i loved it like i don't i think institutions are dumb but like honestly i had a blast so i like i like my experience i liked it a lot and i love that i got to be able to mascot and and be a part of something that i had strove to be a part of you know so you are the epitome of school spirit a little bit. I'm just, I just, I just love, I'm, I'm an enthusiast. Let's put it that way. Of, of mo- many things. So how, yeah. speak about it a little bit more about you being a mascot, because I mean, that's, that's pretty cool that you, uh, you got to do that. Not a lot of people were mascots. I mean, I don't even know who the mascot of my high school was. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, that mascot for UH, that's, that's pretty big mm-hmm. deal. I mean, even if you don't want to like, you know, but it, I want to know about it. Our guests want to know about it. So, mm-hmm. Stretching. Uh, let's talk about high school. Hold on one second. Okay. okay. So uh, I I did um I wanted to to be a mascot in high school. I asked people, and then I sent like an email. Like I typed out like this articulated email, thinking it was like a job interview because it was that important to me. Like <laughs> I really I was like I either get this or I'm dropping out type shit. You know? I mean not really, <laughs> but like I, I'd get smacked if I dropped out of high school. But like I really. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be a part of it. And then they called me in and they were like, did you write this? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how old are you? And I was like, <laughs> I was probably like, like 14, you know, how old, how old you are when you, when you're in ninth grade. So, yeah. And then they were like, okay, well, uh, somebody else wants to do it. And then my heart dropped and they're like, but we have two suits coming in. And I was like, oh, Let's make it work. And and God bless the other guy. I don't know what he's been up to, but I mean he was he was fucking hilarious. Like so funny. But it wasn't like high school appropriate, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he got in he got in, he got in too much trouble and they couldn't um they didn't keep him on and then he got in trouble for a bunch of other stuff too. So oh. rip. But honestly, no, he was fun. I like I liked him, but I mean this the the cheer sponsors took care of that and they didn't they didn't like him. And I was mm-hmm. like lame. lame. Yeah. So um when you were U of H, did you get to travel with the team or did you just like make special appearances when they told you to make special appearances? I traveled here and there, so it really just depended on the budget. Oh okay. so like I um Let's see. I had I went to the bowl game, two bowl games. Okay, cool. I went went to the Peach Bowl. That that was my first season too. I went to the Peach Bowl, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Because we won, and it was a 
fantastic game. And it was like a New Year's Eve bowl, so that was super dope. Mm-hmm. Then went we went to the Las Vegas Bowl, which was a fucking party. Vegas was awesome, and uh, we lost. <laughs> but uh, but that was that was like right before. So our coach was Tom Herman at the time, and he announced that he was leaving, and mm-hmm. he left right before the bowl game. We got fucking hoed. And he snaked us. He snaked yeah, the team man. so bad. Fucking Tom he Herman, dude. Everybody was like pumped up for Tom. And he was like, all right, I'm going to UT. See you later. And everyone was like, what the fuck, and dude? And then he started sucking. <laughs> Funny how things work when you fuck up. Funny how things work when you fuck over a bunch of young people, a bunch of kids. When you, yeah. when you get kids' hopes up. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then boom, you lie to them. I mean... You know, wow. I guess when, I guess when UT calls you, you come running, but it never works out sometimes for some people. So, yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? So, uh, during high school, is that where you found like your musical talent, or was it when you were younger? Um, I've always liked music. Honestly, I just um, never had the attention span. Okay. To to truly like focus on it like i really love drums i want i can play drums but I'm, i don't have my own kit so it's hard to practice and i have an electronic kit but um i lent it over to my my best friend slash producer andrew because he has room for it <laughs> and i don't so mm-hmm. i don't have any space so um um i really love drums and i wanted to be a drummer and i played drums actually in in band in middle school and would have done it in high school, but I wanted a mascot instead. Mm-hmm. So, again, so I just, I was just like, I want to do all kinds of different things. So, and then, um, but I knew I was talented. I knew I could sing. Uh, I enjoyed singing. I didn't start, I didn't actually start singing um, out loud up until high school. Okay. Because I thought it would make girls like me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well, because I was like, I, I mean, we all go through this like insecure. I wasn't a little insecure because I wasn't super safe with myself yet. And I would sing with my friend Juan who would play guitar or sometimes a ukulele or whatever. And we would do it together. And like, I had, I felt validation from that a little bit. So I was like, I kind of like this, but anyway, but I already, I knew I could sing when I was really young, but I was really shy. Like one time I had like sung a note or a run or something out of nowhere. And I think I remember it vividly, which is just sad because my short-term memory is ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember getting out of the, the car with my dad. We were going to Kroger. And I sang like some run and he stops walking. He walks fast. So he stops walking, turns back and he goes, do that again. And I was like, do what again? I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. He goes, go sing that note. And I was like, no, I didn't sing anything. No, I'm not going to sing for you. No. Like, I was, I was really, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain being self-conscious about your talents. I don't know the psychology behind that. One day we'll learn, but I was just super shy and I never really sung. And then I knew that I had an affinity for writing. I used to um, write when I was a kid. Or I liked writing, you know, if there was like a side writing assignments, I kind of would just like pop off. I was like, oh, cool. I could tell a story right now. Like, mm-hmm. Just do this and that. And um, uh, and everybody enjoyed my writing too. And I was like, oh, cool. Like this makes people happy. Like, you know, we would have to like read aloud or whatever. And, um, but yeah. And then I, I didn't realize I wanted to be like a rapper until like way later. 
or I wanted to rap at all. And probably I was like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't really record my first piece of anything till I was maybe 14 or 15. And um, again, I was really shy about it. I was like, bro, I, I bet I sound fucking stupid. I bet this is dumb. Like, I bet this sucks. You know what I mean? And then like, I let people hear it and they're like, you're, this is, this is really good. And I was like, the fuck? I was like, really? I'm good. Like, I like this. Like, um, but, um, music is just, it's just kind of something that like, I guess like runs in my veins a little bit too. Like my grandpa, I didn't know him, but he was a musician and, uh, a master butcher. <laughs> hey, that's super but um, yeah, really neat. I did. I knew nothing about him, and honestly, he wasn't around, so I don't mm. know anything. I don't know much about him, and you know, rest the soul. But I hope he finds his peace. But I just know that I get my last name and my talent from this man. So, so when you did your first little rap demo, is that when DJ I Can Rhyme was born? MC MC I Can Rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. <laughs> Very close. Um, a little bit. Yeah. So no, I came up with that as a joke in eighth grade. We were just like fucking around at lunchtime and I was just like doing some dumb preacher, like a reverend basically. So it used to be reverend MC. I can rhyme. I like that. I like that though. Yeah. <laughs> it's fire, but, but it's too long and it's just, and, um, I'm not ordained. So I'd be lying. <laughs> True. So <laughs> I'll be lying in, in vain, but not so like, and I would just kind of, make a but say a bunch of different stupid silly sayings and you know we just goof off and i ended up just keeping the name and then i'd gotten a, a following on vine when i was like 19 and next thing i knew i was like uh oh a lot of people are following me now <laughs> let me uh <laughs> let me <laughs> let me use this uh to promote my music how about that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i was like this is a good way to utilize this platform and I did. And then so at that point, I was getting a following as MC I Can Rhyme and people were, or MC I Can Rhyme, my Vine name was Shithead. So MC I Can Rhyme slash Shithead. And then I changed my name on Vine from Shithead to MC I Can Rhyme when I had enough people following me mm -hmm. so that it was secure. You know what I mean? And then, of course, um, went through the distributor, like DistroKid, so that I could release everything. Mm -hmm. MC I Can Rhyme and after a while it just um marketing wise and, and personality wise and transition wise i was like i need to mix i need to you know i need to do go by something else so it could be a little bit more recognizable and, and easier to search so i went by uncle tino just by the sole fact that i do kind of feel like a little bit of an old soul or an old head like i don't mean to be that that guy but you know you know there's a leaf here some ambiance <laughs> like, is that a filter <laughs> I'm in the forest, <laughs> but uh, and um, and I kind of just went with Uncle Uncle Tino because I mean Tino is, is my name, and I don't. I was like, you know what I mean? It's just me, you know. I don't really need a gimmick, you know. Yeah. Like you know, I don't need to pressure myself with having to rhyme all the time. So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, dude, and that kind of um, was hard it was hard to rebrand because I did have a good amount of followers already as MC. I can ruin like, like about 3000. Yeah. And having to go from 3000 to like most of your fan base is kind of disappearing or like unable to find you is really difficult. And it makes me feel bad because I know what it's like when you, 
know an artist or you're listening to an artist and you're just like what the fuck happened to them like where did they go but it's like i've been here the whole time but mm-hmm. it's just a, a a bunch of mixed emotions and thoughts i overanalyzed a lot of things so i was like man fuck dude so i i was really hesitant to rebrand but at the end of the day i was like this is going to be a better move for my career so yeah 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 i could totally i can agree with you with that i mean sometimes it's a smarter move to do that because you know either whatever i'm gonna try to i'm not trying to sound smart i'm just gonna say yes that's a, that's a good move <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny i just talk way too much man i, hey, I talk a lot so. i like that welcome, i mean welcome. i like that because welcome to our podcast some yeah it is our here we go you're my co-host now <laughs> <laughs> no but like i was telling you um when we were messaging i like when people talk more because it kind of it makes a lot more people feel comfortable like if the other people are not talking and there's one person talking other people will start feeling more comfortable i used to be that way i never never would talk right? i was really shy i never wanted to say anything um but kind of like the same thing with you in high school um I've, I've been playing guitar since I was 10. So um, there was this guy, he had brought a guitar. And, um, but yeah, so he started like messing around with it. He didn't know. He was just being kind of crass with it. And um, I was like, oh, let me see. And um, I was just tuning it. And people were looking at me like, you know how to play this? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> of course. I've been playing since, <laughs> since I was 10. So I, I played and people were just like, you know, but before then, uh, I was kind of like the person they used to pick on. I, I hate saying this about myself, but I was kind of like uh, a weirdo in high school. I used to have this crush on this one girl, well, several girls, and kind of like the school started noticing, started noticing like, oh, you're that guy that likes all those girls. And I was like, fuck. Oof. So I had to rebrand. And um, when I picked up when I picked up the guitar, that kind of rebranded me to be like, oh, this is the guy that plays guitar. So um, from my sophomore year to like my junior year, I would take my instrument, and nobody would really take their instrument unless you're in like in band or something. So I would take it and I would just play, and, and other people started like noticing, like, hey, I play guitar too. How am I might bring my guitar? So um, it kind of started the guitar club unofficially, and I was like kind of like the person that started. Um, bringing it nobody really knows that everyone's just kind of like who but i mean i acknowledge it i'm the first one and um, from then other people started bringing other instruments and i'm like how'd you bring a tuba in here he's you don't even play in band (laughs) and he's just like i don't know hey i feel comfortable um the the tuba guy that says nothing but (laughs) all the time he's just like shrugging (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah dude i mean it i i I, like i said i felt that way too because it was like i don't really was really quiet and then when i started playing i started getting more confidence in myself and i started being more open towards people and then um that's when i started joining bands and stuff like that and started getting into the music scene and i mean it, it i've had some i have some weird stories about like being in like you know, my first shows and stuff like that. Um, but I know I'm no longer in the music scene anymore because uh couldn't really find a band to fit my, um, what I was really looking for, the sound. So I kind of just went to podcasting and here I am now interviewing people in the local scene. Um, some of them that I'm friends with, you know, like, uh, like Ricky from Camera Cult. I've had them on. Uh, I've mm-hmm. had my friends, um, Pablo and, um, 
Angelica from Bloom and Doom. They're, uh, uh, what's it called? What can I call them? They're like band promoters. They'll book shows for bands and stuff like that and then promote it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They do that on the local underground scene. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's like I said, I've rebranded, rebranded myself twice <laughs> for being a podcaster now. But um, so do you do you remember your first show that you ever did? Uh-huh. How was that? Is that? Was it like a funny story? Is it kind of like a aha moment? Like, I want to do this forever. That, for sure. It was, uh, I got found by this booking company you may or may not know called Afton Live. Okay. I think I've heard of the name. Um, they're kind of crooks, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they gave me my, they it gave me my first shot. So it was me. I was actually in a duo at the, at the time called the perfect crime. My friend, Stephen Huff, shout out Stephen. He's at, in LA right now making music. So happy for Stephen. Go Stephen. But anyway, it was called the perfect crime. And we played at jet lounge on August 1st, 2014. Okay. And they were like, yeah, sell this many tickets and we'll pay you this much money. And, you know, one of those things. And yeah, we actually sold a lot of tickets. We sold a pretty good amount of tickets. We're like, fuck, like we were some both shot. And it was a packed house. It was definitely like one of those like beginner's luck, like good omen things. You know, like majority of the people there were my friends and, and his family and his friends. And we played maybe about, for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we were just having fun with each other, like going back and forth. Like, and he's a, he was like a, a good friend of ours. Like, so he was in my sister's class. He didn't go to high school or middle school with my sister, but we all went to elementary school together and kind of stayed cool mm-hmm. through them. Like I'm four years under my sister. Okay. So, um, or three, as far as school goes three. Yeah. But she's about four years older than me. But, um, and, um, yeah, and it was definitely, like, one of those, like, aha moments where I was just like, bro, like, this energy right now, this crowd up here with my homies, like, I want to do this forever. I want to I want to book another show, and I want to do the same thing again and again and again. But not, like, the exact same thing. Of course, you know, everybody grows. I've grown tremendously since that first show. I've dr- grown tremendously since the show before the one I just played, so... It's uh, it's just really about doing it differently and, and better every time and finding where you can improve, remembering stuff. I have awful memories, so like I told you, like mm-hmm. it's just bad. Like it's weird because I, I can remember things that have, have made like tremendous impact on my emotions, but you know, tiny things can just slip away. But those are the moments that never slip away. I remember having bad shows, not bad shows, but just like things that could have gone better mm-hmm. and stuff. And, but yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, being on stage and having those good shows is uh, is magical. I've had a couple of um, I've had a couple of those good shows where you just you get off stage and you're just like, damn, man, I feel good. I want to do another show. Let me do another set. You know, let's mm-hmm. book another show. And then there's some shows where I'm just like, please get me off this stage. I, I fucking suck. <laughs> <Harry. I'm laughs> like, oops. <laughs> oops. Um, like, um. <laughs> Like, I'm going to tell you one story. So I was in this band called Soli and um, also known as Solstice, but that's another story. So anyways, it's me, the lead singer, the bass player and the drummer. And I was the one in charge looking for shows. So I meet up with this guy 
his name was well the bleed singer met up with this guy his name was harley and he pushed him to me and he was like hey talk to him so we can book a show so this guy's like hey i'm gonna use you guys <laughs> sorry about that to um open my beer garden that we have here in uh, old town spring and i was like okay cool hey what date let's sign up let's do this and that whatever so we go and we get to like this rundown house and i'm like yo is this the place and i google it just to make sure i'm like this is the place so then the guy comes from the side of the house and uh he was like welcome to my beer garden and i'm like this is like a house <laughs> so he's like no he's like come on come on let's go in the back let's go in the back and um dude i swear to god there's like a couple benches there a small stage like fucking small no lights oh. and i'm like what is this? he's like oh well we're in the process of making the beer garden but we're gonna do shows here right now and this and that and oh, he's man. like she's like showing us like it's hgtv you know like this is where the bar is gonna go and this is where the light and i'm like motherfucker what the fuck did we get ourselves into so he man. was so then other bands start coming through and um I was like, okay, well, now I don't feel less comfortable because there's another band in here. In case we all try to die, we can sacrifice them, and then we can go scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> so then friends and family started coming, awesome. and, and the guy, <laughs> Creed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we go into, like, this little house, and he's like, this is where all the artists are going to hang out. I swear to God, man, I don't know what the... F it looked like something out of, like, 80s Western. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to fucking die in this place. And he was like, you want to smoke? And I was like, okay, whatever. So we all smoke just to calm our nerves. I've already done it before. So I was like, I didn't really need to calm my nerves. Right. Right. And um, he's like, yeah, you guys are going on second. And I was like, okay, cool. And uh, I was blazed out of my mind. And... Uh, I was I was trying to like keep composure while he, while the lead singer was doing his thing and I'm you know we're on the second guitarist so I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with him and I'm high as fuck dude I don't even know what the fuck's going on I look at my at my my hand and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing anymore but stuff, oh, but, no. but yeah but apparently it went it sounded good and um I was like dude I'm high he's like I know he's like we could tell and I'm like oh <laughs> I'm like, damn it! And um, dude, like the whole night, I was just, I was looking over at the our drummer, and he would look back, and he would do like this weird face, and I would just bust out laughing. And everyone's looking at me like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm just high. Don't worry about it. It's cool." But I felt <laughs> bad because I'm laughing during like everyone else's set, and they're probably thinking, oh, "This guy's fucking, <laughs> this guy's fucking weird." Like, bro, you're rude as fuck, dog. Like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I made some good friends. I mean, well, I made not really good friends, but I kind of made some, I guess, friendships with some people who I still know. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I've had some weird stories, but I've had some good ones too. We played at at um, what's it called, Fitzgerald before it uh, closed down. <laughs> so that was pretty good. We played at the lower level, so it was it was really awesome. We got to do that. Um, and kind of like the similar story like you, like we had to sell tickets. Like the lady was like, oh, here you go. These are pre-sale tickets. I was like, how many tickets we got? And we're like 40. And there's like four of us. So I was like, okay, well, hey, I'm sure. So I sold my 10 like that. And the other guys were kind of like, well, here, sell the rest of them then. 
I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Except the other, the lead singer, he had friends and family and whatever. So it was just between us. So we sold yeah, our tickets. Amazing. We made like four, 400, 500 bucks. And at the end of the night, we got most of it really. Cause I was really cool with the lady. It was an older white lady and I know how to turn my charm on with older white people. So <laughs> I was like, Oh yes, ma'am. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Goody. You know, of course. <laughs> of course. and, um, yeah, dude. So I, I, like I said, I've had some fun instances, you know, being on stage and just mm-hmm. having that. It's like, it's like otherworldly, like you get like that vibe. Not not a lot of people are going to understand this because they're kind of like, okay, we get it. You know, you, you're you like, no, it's just like this high you get from coming off stage having having a good set and just everything works out perfectly. And, you know, we, you hit the right notes, he sings the right chords, they play the right beat and everything's just like done, you know. And yeah. just it, it's good. So, like I said, I, I I know I have those same experiences as you being on stage. I miss it sometimes, but um, hey, man, maybe another day, bro. Maybe this is your time to podcast, and when music comes back, you can hop back into it. I mean, I still do make music on the side. Like I I bedroom. I'm a bedroom artist, I guess you can say. Like the song um, that played in the intro, I made that. So I kind of kept that for like a rainy day, and I was like, well, I'm gonna use that for my podcast. Fuck it. Um, yeah. But a lot of a lot of the other guys like it. They're like, "Oh, that sounds really good. How'd you do that?" And I was like, "I couldn't tell you. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how I made yeah. the music." <laughs> yeah. right. So let's talk about your album, Colorful. So I gave it a few listens, and a few, I mean, like ten, because, dude, it's just that good. The album is really good, dude. I like uh, how you were talking about. Um, Every song is a different color, and every color is like a different mood for the song. And um, and like I know in the the other podcasts you did, the the guest, the, I mean not the guest, the co-host liked a few songs. I liked all of them, especially I liked what you did with Black. Not a lot of people will probably pick up on that, but I did. And I was like, is this motherfucker <laughs> singing the Black Parade in this key? I was like, oh my god. This shit is fire. Oh my god. So good. Amazing. Uh I actually that was a late ad. I added that one super late, but I had hit up um Slow King and I was like, yo, I have a crazy fucking idea. And then he was like, tell me. And I was and I just like I was like, I'm gonna send you something. Let's let's cover this song. It's gonna be black on the album. And, you know, reason being, you know, My Chemical Romance is one of my biggest inspirations. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of my biggest and most favorite bands. Like I was obsessed, 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 absolutely obsessed. And I saw their concert. They, it was the Black Parade tour. I was 11. And my mom took me. And the theatrics, the stage setup, the props, the everything, the pyro, Everything I could ever fucking strive for. So I was like, no, I have this album meant everything to me. It's about colors. I have to pay a little homage to them because this was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was such a, it was, it, I don't know. Like it was, it was really fun to record and um, to conjure, honestly, like it was a blast. And then I was like, no, I got to play talk box on this one. Like it's just got to be that different. Yeah. And- but do, do, do you have people come up to you and be like, I see what you did on that song and tell you like they, they really like it? 
Only the ones that really know. Uh-huh. So if you know, you the know. The ones that know. If you know, you know. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, bro, this is for everybody. This is for every kid like me that was, you know, into like pop punk and emo and stuff like that. Like everybody that 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 listened to this album as much as I did. Like <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that album cover to cover. I did all the research. I did everything. I was like, so is it Welcome to the Black Parade your favorite MCR album or? Is it just yeah, like your... especially just because of how influential it was on me. It's definitely my favorite. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I like I like Welcome to the Black Parade. It's really good. My brother was more into MCR than I was, um, and you know, just like the theatrics and and everything. I didn't right. really understand it until I got older, and I was like, "This motherfucker's smart." I was like, "This is genius." I mean. Really, I love concept albums. I like theme albums, something that tells like a story from beginning to end. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't notice until I got older and I was like, this shit is good. This is like, it's gold. It's black, but it's Mm -hmm. black gold. So um, I was like, man, it's so good. (laughs) And then, you know, of course, when when they when they play that song at emo night, everyone just goes Ballistic, crazy, and just crazy mad. sauce. Everyone's just all over the place. Have you gone Myself to? Included. Have you gone to emo night before at Barbarella? Hmm. It's fun, isn't it? It's yeah. fun. <laughs> it's, it's it scares me now because like everyone's like not trying to touch each other, and it's just not the same. I actually went to an emo night on the first times that they were open mm-hmm. before they stopped taking the X's off the floor and telling people where to stand because. They were really worried about getting shut down, but then after a while, nobody gave a fuck. It's Texas. Greg Abbott didn't give a shit about anything, and then everyone else stopped giving a fuck too. So. Yeah, dude. Me and my uh, me and my girlfriend were we didn't stop going until like because when Barbara closed, we we're like, okay, that's cool, whatever. And then when they opened up, we were the first ones there. So we remember like the squares on the dance floor. Yeah, and they were like, hey guys, get off these X's. We don't <laughs> need to shut down. Like we're really trying to be on our p's and q's here. Oh man, I have a funny story about that. So. I think it might have been like the first night or, or like maybe like the first couple times they were opening up. We were there for new noise and like this white girl, she's just like drunk out of her fucking mind. And, it, you know, everyone mind you is, is obeying like, hey, stay in the squares. Don't jump on here. Don't do this. Just, and that. just you know, obey the rules pretty much. And we're like, OK, sure. Hey, right, we, right, we right. like coming here. So this one girl's like fucked up and she's like, oh, my <laughs> God. And she's just like dancing and the, and she's like getting all on the squares and then and this one skinny bouncer guy was like ma'am we're trying to we're trying to prevent you from doing this please stop doing this please <laughs> so she keeps doing it but she's fucked up she's fucked up you know and uh, yeah she's uh what's it called <laughs> she's fucked up at her <laughs> <laughs> so she you know she's still doing that and everyone's just watching her like you're gonna fuck this up for everybody so to what the are doing? <laughs> what are you doing stop and um dude the bouncer was just having none of it he was like stay he pulled his mask down that's how you know how serious it was he's like stay in your fucking square we're trying to tell you this but you're just too fucking stupid to understand stay in the fucking square he's like going at her. he's just grilling her the fuck out dude she was well done after that fucking grilling um and she's just like oh. <laughs> she's like crying she's like i don't understand what did i do wrong he's like oh my god bitch i'm trying to <laughs> fucking tell you to stay out of the x's 
And she, he was like, you got to go. You got to go. You're pissing me off. You got to go. So they escorted her out with her friends. And they're like, find your buddies and let's go. And they're like, what the fuck did you do, Brittany? She's like, I don't know. And we're just like, I mean, he tried telling you. <laughs> I mean. That's fucking funny. But yeah, dude, I mean, what did I do wrong? (laughs) What did I do (laughs) wrong? Bitch, you got drunk. You got drunk. (laughs) Oh, man. But dude, those were some crazy times when when they had the X's on the on the fucking dance floor, dude. I mean, we had a good time. Mad straight. Yeah, they were. They were like, put your mask up. And I'm like, it is up. They're like, no, all the way. (laughs) It's like, you want to snort up my nose like that? I mean, come on, man. Let me drink the beer, bro. But yeah, man, we were there when it opened. We were there. We were out pretty much when everything started opening up little by little. We were out. We weren't really necessarily like scared. We were just kind of like, hey, look, we're careful. We know how to stay away from people. We stay away from people anyways. Uh, we just got to yeah. wear a mask and listen to what they're saying. It's their business. If you don't like it, then don't go to their business pretty much. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Exactly. But yeah, dude, I was I was ready for emo night. I was like, I was pumped. I was like, please let it be, you know, but when they had the squares, it was kind of difficult. And then when they got rid of the squares, it was like, it's a fucking free for all. We're about to. I, I like to get down. I don't know if you, you probably haven't seen me, but I'm like, I'm in the pit. I'm just moving. I'm screaming, oh, singing. Most possibly, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like to pit it. It's fun. And I'm always, I always, I'm always like, oh, my voice sounds hoarse after, after the night. And like, I usually twist my ankle or I'm sweating. I, but I just, it's fun. It's a good experience. It's, it's cold. I guess I was going to say wholesome, clean, fun, but not really. <laughs> some drunk I'll motherfuckers say, in there. Wholesome, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um. What's your, what's your favorite night at, at Barb's? Do you like going to oh, like eighties nine, nineties night? I used to both of those actually. I, me and a, a couple of my old coworkers become just we all became really good friends. And we would go to nineties night a lot because mm-hmm. uh, we used to we used to all work at Eighth Wonder. Oh, okay, cool. And so we would just like Barb's. We're like, fuck yeah! <laughs> we go to we go to nineties uh, night and. But 80s night is probably one of my favorites. I love 80s music. Yeah. I love 90s music too, but I love 80s music. It's just, the, the, I love them both for different vibes, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the 90s vibe is like when everybody young comes out and it's like, oh, fuck yeah. And then kind of the 80s also, night let's is talk, like. Let's talk about young. Let's talk okay. about the word young. Okay. So when we went back, when we went back to emo night, it was me and my best friend and we're about the same age, right? We went and um, it was around the, it was the, the night before the mask mandate was lifted. Okay. So that's when I was saying like people just stopped giving a fuck. It was it was exact. See see how my memory works. It's stupid, <laughs> but it is. so like we went to um we went to emo night that night, and I felt like I felt so old because I was like you can tell there's people here that were probably turned 21 during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. The, during the beginning of the pandemic and are now out and about being 21. But it's like, we're looking around like, why does everyone here look so fucking young? What is this? <laughs> What's going on here? Like, how do y'all know about this shit? Like, kind of, how old are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I understand how you felt because, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. I got like a little right. phlegm in my throat, but no, um, there was one night, um, there was just like these kids, man. They're like, they're kids. And they're just like, 
you can tell like how big uh, influence TikTok has been in this generation. They were t- these are TikTokers, and I'm like, oh my god! I was like, I did a Instagram video. I was like, which one of these is a poser? And uh, Ricky was like, <laughs> all, of them, all of them are posers. You got kids dressed like MGK. You got kids that are like not necessarily dressed emo, but they're dressed like they're going to EDC or something. And I'm like. What the fuck is going on, dude? And I'm just, I'm like, oh my god, I feel so fucking old. Who is a poser? (laughs) Which one of y'all is a poser? Which one of you motherfuckers let y'all out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, dude, they would, like, uh, I know the DJ, he's really cool. Um, Shout out to uh, BB Ding. But he was playing, like, somebody's... BB Ding, that's my boy. He was, um, I have him, I had him on the podcast. He's awesome guy, great guy. Um, But he was playing some of, like, the TikTok songs that, you know, got pretty big like the emo ones and everyone's just like dancing to it and singing i'm like most of y'all weren't even born when these songs came out <laughs> or y'all were like three or four years old i'm like sunset what the fuck do y'all know about this i, I mean that's what i'm saying who are your parents their parents are probably who somebody who's like 40 something years old or some shit like that or 50 who my knows? parents are 50 yeah my parents are 50 <laughs> mine are my parents are 60 oh Hey, that's cool. But um, they just turned sixty. I can't even tell. It's uh, yeah, they look so young, don't they? They're just like, yeah. it's like, what do y'all been drinking? Just, always, my parents have just always looked the same to me. They, no matter uh, what. it's even uh, when they're like, tell me old photos when they're like seventeen. I'm like, you still look the same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, I remember like fucking 2005, fucking My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco when they came out, fucking Hawthorne Heights. Fallout Boy, that was all my fucking jam, dude. And then I was like, a TRL kid too. I watched TRL a lot. I was more so of I was Fuse. Like, I was kind of like in the Fuse kind of oh, yeah. box. I, I, I that's why I found more bands. And then like kind of like MTV oh, at TV. night and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, dude, I remember when I became emo. It was a, it was a beautiful day when I turned emo. <laughs> I mean, I've always been kind of like that loner kid growing up. Like I said, I was. I was bullied. I was all this and that. So listening to like Fall Out Boy and um, Panic at the Disco and Hawthorne Heights, I really connected to these bands because I felt like, okay, these guys know how I feel. They feel like they're outsiders, especially in this music genre. They're just like, oh, they're so emotional. They're so crybaby and blah, 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 blah. And, oh, you know. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I, I... Hawthorne Heights is like one of my favorite bands ever and I got the chance to see them uh, like up close and personal um, thanks to my girlfriend she bought tickets for my birthday and I was like yo this is fucking awesome while well, mosh pits right going right behind me they're playing like all their big hits and I'm like this is life this is emo life right here bro can't don't get no better than this so <laughs> Fall Out Boy is another one that's a big uh, that's a band that was a huge influence on my life, especially my musical life. Uh, it was just like pop punk and just that sound, dude. I don't know what it is, but that sound drew me. And, and like, I just was obsessed with it. I was like, I got to sound like this. I got to play like this. This is like one of the like greatest songs ever that, you know, whatever songs that they had. But yeah, dude, uh, I don't know how I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> But I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> but let's go back since we're talking about music. Let's go back to your album, Colorful. So, how did you come up with the name Colorful? Uh, I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> Simple as that. All right, next. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I like I like yeah. Right, next question. No, I, I like double entendres. My first album was a double was a triple entendre. I liked. I listened so, to your first album, uh, dude. It's called Buffalo Bayou is like a fucking gem, dude. Thinkies. I'm, I'm all like I'm all like yeah yeah, but I liked it a lot too. No, like it was it was fun recording it, and then um, I actually that was the first song off that album that I decided to go you know i stuck with the engineer in the studio or whatever so that kind of like kicked off the album in a way mm-hmm. but um I-, I would say for um the name colorful i mean like i'm a fucking idiot but it's like we decided to do colors because uh andrew uh he and i recorded something back in like 2014 or 15 and then i hadn't really like seen him because i was like in school mm-hmm. and then i was like bored in a piece of shit anthropology class and i was like make and then so i found him again and i was like oh i wonder what 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 andrew's up to so like i looked on his like beat page and i like um found like this instrumental and i was like i was like i gotta have this so i messaged him and i didn't think he was gonna respond so fast but he did and we like spent I spent that whole class like talking to him and I was like, yeah, like I have a USB, like I have like seven on me. Like, I'm, I was like, I'll go, I'll go pick it up, but fuck it. And I can take it to the studio and whatever. So I did that. And then I stuck around, you know, we were talking for a little bit, chatting it up. And then he's like, yeah, I'm working on a compilation album. Um, just look through whatever, if you want to be on it, you can. And I was like, huh, okay. So I kind of was browsing and I was looking at the other ones everyone else recorded and blue was one of the songs. And I found myself in a position. I was like, I want that. What is this? Like, I'll write to this right now. Like, mm-hmm. What the fuck? And then after that, you know, started writing the song. And um, after that, he sent me another one called Green, just out of nowhere, like on a Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, "Who is sending me all these goddamn colors for, bro?" Like, I was like, "Okay, but." And then I listened to it again. I wrote it in like a day or two, and I told him, "I was like, why don't we just do all, all a bunch of other colors? Let's just do like a rainbow." And then originally it was just going to be like red, yellow, orange, blue, pink, and green, mm-hmm. but, um, or purple and green. And then, um, after a while I was like, well, I kind of want to do more, you know, Indigo was the last song we recorded. And again, that was like 2019 and, um, uh, what else else? And then I added black again in 2019, uh, pink was actually another song of Andrew was in a band. And we had recorded something and it was called Indigo Young. But at the time they had no name. Mm-hmm. And he eventually, he was like, yeah, I took your verse from that one song we did and I just remixed it into something. And it was like super like poppy and like radio. And I listened to it and I was like, bro, this has to be pink. So it's just kind of like found its way around, but I just wanted to do a bunch of different colors. And I was like, why don't we just make an album out with color, with colors like, how they made you feel or if you can attach it to an emotion or if you can allude it to some sort of analogy or whatever. And the West is history. The West is on fucking Spotify, Instagram, music title. <laughs> so pretty much your album is kind of like um, Jimi Hendrix's song. Uh, what's it called? Um, I should know this. I'm drawing a blank, but I am looking through Spotify. But yeah, do... Um, what was your what were your musical influences going to into that album? Because I caught 
like very two thousand mid two thousands ish kind of vibes from each song. Like I something I could hear from like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Was that kind of like the vibe you were in at that time? A little bit. So if anything, like we really were just um making how making music of like what felt right. So I definitely for uh for Indigo was definitely it was actually a scrapped Indigo Young song, so that's why I called it Indigo. And um, but it also kind of feels like '80s ish or whatever. You know, I, like I said, I love '80s music. And Yellow Gold, I produced that one, and I was definitely not intending on making anything solid out of that, and I did. So that was super cool. But I was super influenced by like Gorillas mm-hmm. on that one. Like if you hear like you know like in the in the verse it's like a like a telephone you know low cut type shit so I was like I was like I want to make like a gorillas type song and then um, uh, of course MC I can uh, MC I can rhyme <laughs> My Chemical Romance <laughs> uh, oh my god get out of, my head, bro. Get out of here rebranded <laughs> um, let's see uh, what else else just a bunch of different like funk stuff really i i love um i love funk music i've always loved funk music my dad really put me onto that when i was a kid mm-hmm. um what else uh genuine is all in justin bieber i've always been two of my biggest influences as far as like singing style um let's see uh i don't know i really just wrote what i felt at the time all of it and uh, pink was definitely something we already had and that was definitely just a little bit of Bieber, a little bit of that. And um kind of like Will Smith a little bit, just kind of something like goofy and mm-hmm. haha. <laughs> like, What's so funny, Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, that's funny, but um Shut up. <laughs> get out of my head. Oh, that's so funny, bro. Uh, um and purple was um uh i'm trying to think i know there was something in my head i, I was kind of like i was thinking of like like scooby-doo like i wrote that song i, w- I was kind of like depressed like my dog had died oh. and i made it at like a friend's house and i was like oh this is kind of like something spooky you know what i mean like I, I started off with like um it was i made it like on like logic broadband and it was um like marimba so it was like dun, 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 and then like there's like a synth that goes and i was in that in my head in that i was thinking of a lot of like house music that i used to listen to growing up as well because uh um my tia was um my age when i was five so she was like 26 27 when i was like five or six years old Mm -hmm. and you know they she lived at my grandma's house with my uncle as well they were twins and um, my cousins, who are also about three years younger than her, would be there too. And they would be, be up on like Friday night, like getting ready for raves and shit. And we're just like, Woo! like we're like freaking, <laughs> but like not really, you know, like not, not really knowing what's going on. Like we just know that, like, oh yeah, they're going to a rave, not knowing what a fucking <laughs> rave is or what occurs there. So it was, it was definitely like a little house influence as well. Like I love house music. I grew up listening to a lot of a lot of different shit and um 
the guitars in there. I also, when I made that song, I was listening to Bleach by Brockhampton on repeat every day because I was very depressed and I was a, it's a very good song to listen to when you're depressed. It is. If anything, it is. <laughs> just, when you're sad, that's the one. Like I actually haven't listened to that song in a really long time, but it I was listening to that song over and I just love the the formation of the song and how it progresses and the different sounds, everybody's different sauce because there's like nine people in Brockhampton. So and uh, yeah, so I that was definitely a, a Brockhampton influence track and how it switches at the end when Bareface comes in. Yeah. Bareface, my God, dude. Such, where is such he? A, where's his solo album? That's what I want to know. Where is Bareface's solo album? Because he's even great live, too. Like, I saw them, I saw, I got to see them live actually that following, you know, occurrence after my, my dog passed away. And I was like, I was like, I just want to listen to him the whole time. You know what I mean? He's, he's so good. It was great. a good show, but he's yeah. so good. He's great. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, that song Bleach from Brockhampton. A lot of the things that Brock Brockhampton has done, Saturation One, Two, and Three, and all of them, they're really good mm-hmm. songs. I mean, my brother turned me on to them, and I was like, okay. And then I didn't really care until like I was at Barbarella in Austin. I had went from just me just to go, and I was like, right. I was in there and I was cool. And then they played it, and I was like, oh shit, that's Brockhampton. <laughs> it's good. I use it part of my like my little practice DJ set. I use that song to practice, and I have like a little transition that goes into it. Um, Ooh, I wouldn't like to hear that. It's 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 okay. I mean, it's not I anything, like to hear it. It's not anything to rave about, but hey, I you're like I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> um, Can't get otherwise. What was I gonna say? But yeah, dude, um, your album is really good. I liked it. Every like I said, it reminded me of like something you would hear like. Baby Bash or, or one of those guys do something like that in that time period where it, it was like it takes you back to a time like um I was uh, well, I was I was there when they were doing their interview but um Sivani Quintanilla Principe Q shout out to him he was talking about um John Mayer's album and he was talking about a interview he did on Apple Music or Apple One or whatever it's called about his album because his album sounds very 80s and he was like, yeah, it's like um, imprinting false memories of something that happened long ago, but didn't really happen. So that's how I kind of feel about your album. It's like memories of, of a time I remember growing up, but it never happened. This music came out years, well, decades later. And mm-hmm. I just got that vibe from you where it's like, this is. Damn, that's it's, sick, bro. <laughs> fucking smart. <laughs> wow. But yeah, dude, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed your album, and, and shout out to Caesar. I mean, he's kind of the one that told me about you, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" I was like, "I haven't heard of. I haven't heard of Uncle Tino," and I was like, "Okay." So he was like, "It's a local. He's a local artist." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Check him out." And then I listened to your album at work when because I'm I work for Goodwill, so I go and I pick up donations and drop them off at the stores. Mm-hmm. And I heard Orange. Orange was the first song I heard, and I was like, I was like. Did he just fucking reference the Eagles? And I yes, was I did. like I was like I was like already this dude's already this dude's my favorite fucking <laughs> already he's my favorite fucking artist because I love the Eagles. One of these nights is a fucking banger. It's so and good. That intro too. Oh my god. 
Oh. It just it's it oozes seventies. That's what it does. <laughs> you guys can't one. see this, but he's like pointing. He's like, "I got you, motherfucker." That's I how I hook you so in. <laughs> but it's yeah. definitely like I put little Easter eggs here and there, like if you know, you know type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, in, Indigo is definitely an Easter egg because that was a scrapped Indigo Young's instrumental. Mm-hmm. And so I titled the song Indigo in Yellow. There's the baby bash in the beginning. If you yeah. don't hear it. I, I think um, I heard him out to my hear it again after like the twentieth time. <laughs> yeah, there's um there's a hidden message in the reversal part whenever it oh, switches shit, up. You went f- deep. Nice. Yeah, it's but it's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Just not a lot of people would think do that. That's it's pretty cool. So like the hidden message, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal it now. Oh, oh. You could probably reverse it and find out, but I don't know how badly um, distorted it is as far as like, or contorted rather, because mm-hmm. I told my engineer, I was like, let's just make it to where it's like completely inaudible and nobody understands it. So I, I said, in case you didn't know, yellow is my favorite color. I'm probably going to reverse this on this and then people are going to be like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? Really? That's all you said? Yeah. Huh. But in the song, it's like, <laughs> so it sounds all like profound and shit. Nah, dog. It's something dumb. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, not a lot of artists think of doing outside the box things like that. I mean, no one would do, um, you know, reference certain bands that you, you're, you're, uh, you're influenced by. Nobody would do something in reverse. I mean, the only people who do that shit are like fucking Prince and people from the seventies that put shit in reverse. Um, Hail Satan. <laughs> I remember Hail trying Satan. to do that in high school, dude. Like, um, it might've been like my junior year, whatever. So I would go hang out with my cousin and, um, we were going to hang on his friends and stuff like that. And we would listen to like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And we we're like, let's listen to it like in reverse. So we would go on YouTube when YouTube was fresh and young and try yeah. to like hear it in your reverse. And it's like, it's not the same thing because, you know, obviously it, it's digital and distorted some way. So we're like, oh, we'll never get to hear it, you know, in person. Because uh, at that time, that was kind of like our fascination of like subliminal messages. I don't know what the fuck. Why? But it's a thing. It's, it's a thing. I've. Yeah, we've <laughs> but, all been there, and if you haven't been there, you've been somewhere else. <laughs> you, you ain't cool if you haven't nev- if you've never scoured the never. internet for subliminal yeah. messages and songs. <laughs> are uh, you really a musician? Oh, <laughs> I mean, are you? <laughs> are you? But yeah, dude. Yeah, um, I liked your in album. red. Thank you. In red, I'm in red. red, list all of them. Everybody gets all the Easter eggs here. So in red. The Easter egg was Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza, which is a pizza, which is a Mac Miller song. Yes, shout out to Mac Miller, and, R.I.P. Mac. Yes, I love Mac. Anyway, and then what was after red? Green. What's the Easter egg in green? I don't know if I put one there. I did make a dumb reference to minions. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> um, Lily herself. I guess she's the Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Anyway, uh, what's after green? Orange. Orange was one of these nights for sure. Oh, and I made a lot of dumb references. So every there's like a lyric where it's like I'm just trying to find my whole my soulmate at Whole Foods. Yeah. There's this there's this video on YouTube of these like uh, Caucasian like hippie people that are probably trust fund babies, 
And they're like, yeah, we were at Whole Foods and you were buying celery. You love celery. Shout out to Whole Foods. Like, and, but it was so dumb because like the whole video, the video is called You. Mm-hmm. And I saw it watching it, like a reaction video to this video. It was like Cody Co and his uh, co-host, I forget, whatever. But um, somebody sent it to me, like, you need to watch this. And I watched it and I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> So like that, that was a reference to that video. It was like, I'm just trying to find my soulmate at Whole Foods because you have these two people that are just so blissfully and like in love for the dumbest reasons. Like it was so stupid. Like <laughs> it's a dumbass video. I, I have to send it to you. I send it to Caesar too, I think. But if I haven't, I'll send it to both of y'all. But anyway, um, I was after Green Pink. I had referenced B-Movie, which was... um. That was an ad lib originally, but uh, we took it out. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't hear it. But it was, um, I think it was like she said she likes jazz or whatever. Because like, <laughs> oh, like like, yeah. I mean, everybody should know that you meme like by now. Jazz. Do you like jazz? Yeah. <laughs> you like jazz? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. I don't know at the moment. It was pink. Okay. Uh, blue. Um, what's the Easter egg in blue? Uh, the Easter egg is uh, I do a little homage to um, Janet Jackson. Okay. At the, at the very end. So I was like, all right, baby, gonna find a day. I gotta get someone to come on. Yeah, baby, come. Great song. But that was, um, I do my little spin on it at the end of it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the song, you'll hear it. But then, and then Purple. I didn't really have any Easter eggs in there, but like the way that I had played, I had played two guitars at the end. So there's like a, there's, and they're both picked. So one of them is like heavily picked. And one of them is just like, dun, 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 like that. And then it'll switch. But like with those two ringing together, you kind of hear like, dun, 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 dun. And it kind of sounds like the end of Purple Rain, which I thought was super trippy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Great song. And, uh, and, and then, beautiful. And then like I heard it one time, one day, and I was like, that was a cool accident. Like, that's just cool how sound works sometimes. Yeah, dude. And then Black, obviously, is My Chemical Romance. If you didn't know anybody, if you didn't know, it was My Chemical Romance. You didn't and I know, had to, you know, it was My Chemical Romance. I had to throw it out there because I was like, like I said earlier, I was like, no, this motherfucker did it. No, he did opinion, it's, it's the le- In my opinion, it needs more appreciation. I thought, I was like, y'all, this is a great song. Have you it's kind of it dark or whatever. I don't know how to yet. I have to adjust because uh, my voice is significantly deeper from when I recorded all those music. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's difficult. <laughs> like, like the muscle memory is like, <laughs> so I have to like, <laughs> like I had to adjust blue. If like if I wanted to sing blue live, I have to adjust the key and whatnot. So I have to sing it differently. Okay, yeah. As as all we musicians do, it's like, um, if I'm singing a little bit lower, I have to. Ad- pitch adjust and just key change and stuff like that I, i'm right, used to right, that right. so i can't sing in like i can in some songs in standard tuning but i prefer to sing half a step down because it my voice is deeper so whenever i, mm-hmm. I do songs and stuff like that um you know i have to do half a step it's, it's funny because um i played guitar at church for my cousin um mm-hmm. and i would always play in like standard tuning for every for you musicians out there and i would it would be hard to hit some keys and i'm like why the fuck am i sounding like shit 
So one mm-hmm. of these days, I just I put a half a step down, and I was like, oh. After how many years of playing, I was like, oh, let me just put a half a step down and make it easier on yeah. my voice. And I'm like, you deep fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> really that simple sometimes. It is. It, you're like, you're like struggling. Like, why am I not, why am I not hitting this right? And then um, you change it, the key or whatever. And then just like, oh, Okay, well, that was dumb of me. I could have been doing this from like the beginning, but uh, it, it's fun dis- discovering like music in a way because it you can be playing music for your whole life and then you you learn little things that help you out differently, and it's like, oh, huh, cool. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about your album. About music um, album. So I was thinking purple, what I don't know why, but. I was like, okay, maybe if I thought purple, he would kind of have like a, like a chop and screwed slow down kind of vibe to it. Cause I was like, oh, if he's going to do purple, he might do a Houston thingy. And I listened to it and I was like, no, it sounds good the way it is. I was like, it could be slowed down, maybe chopped a little bit. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> like a chop. Yeah, I, think that would be, purple. I think that would be really cool. It would be like an hour long. But like, <laughs> it's like, fuck song. it, dude. Just like fucking bump it, bump it while you're everybody, doing your favors. Everybody just trip on this hoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that one was more like a, like a bruised, mm-hmm. like I had like a bruised impression on that one. I was like, I think like purple, like a bruise. That's what I said. I think, um, probably says like the deepest cuts of the coolest cars like that's more about like like wounds and whatever so and and recovery so and again purple and it's scooby-doo i like scooby-doo i think i think purple and i why so why what's what's a halloween color it's a halloween color i always thought orange would be a halloween color like both i think i think Orange is a Halloween color, and purple is like the secondary and or tertiary Halloween. Or black, color. like black and orange. Black, yeah. you know, black, orange, purple. Yeah. Everyone likes the color, like castles, you know, like or or haunted houses, you know, have more of like a true. a purpley hue to it. True, true. Yeah, you you you're right. You're right. You're right. Why am I why am I second guessing you? You're right. You right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, let's. Uh, talk a little more well, something serious so i'm into it um before we get into serious uh my girlfriend was wanting me to tell you uh she knows your friend megan so shout out to megan megan who uh you went to college together megan i don't know or no brown i guess yeah megan brown there we go megan knows, brown really she knows her she went to uh high school with her oh shit at uh in south houston right yes Oh, that's sick. That's tight. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, so shout out to, to Megan Brown uh, if she yes, is Megan listening Brown. to this. So. Megan Brown. <laughs> Megan Brown. How come you have there brown? You. How come you have brown as a color in your song? Or is that like the special edition? I'm probably saving things for a deluxe that I isn't planned yet. So. Is brown just going to be like the poopy, the poopy song? <laughs> It's going to be, I'm going to get a little Rob on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're joking, but that's a good idea. Especially that's a great you, idea. Oh, the per- See, I'm already helping you out. <laughs> See, there's other, there's other songs, there's hella songs I don't have. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have brown, I don't have white, I don't have gray. You could always, I guess, B-sides, you know. 
B-sides. I mean, I haven't thought of it yet, but we'll definitely keep it, whatever. Until, I mean, because your album someone... just came out, so it's kind of like it's fresh, so you're kind of like... Oh, yeah, for this... sure. Right now, I'm just, I, I'm, right now, I like I want to perform it some more, and I want to see if anybody picks up on it, and if I have any ideas for it. You know what I mean? Like, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Because if I do Brown, Brown's going to be a fucking soulful hit. It's definitely going to oh, be yeah. like... Like the San Antonio, like definitely like the Chicano bands because that's 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 like what my my grandpa played. Like he played with like Royal Jesters and a bunch of he temped a lot mm-hmm. for bands like that. So it's definitely something that's in in my veins somewhere. Like that soulful shit, you know what I mean? But, Is it anyone down? <laughs> Duran um, Jones. Hey, maybe I might collab with Duran Jones. Indications for that one. That'd be fucking wild. True. true Dream big. True, true. Why not? They're beautiful. I love them. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> like we were saying before, we're getting into something serious. So, mm-hmm. you're transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, for somebody, for me, I'll be honest with you, don't really know a whole lot about. I know, you know, I've been here. I see it online. You know, transgender this and trans, you know, the trans rights and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. when did you uh, subcon? Or when did you consciously uh, say to yourself, I am a boy. Like, when did you make that decision? Like, I'm a boy. I was born a boy, you know, and stuff like that. When you were three years old. Three years old. Wow, that's very young for some people. I mean, some people would say that's like, <laughs> pretty young, you know? Yeah, I mean, people, like I said, my memory is a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't know. It was intuitively, I just kind of didn't feel very feminine mm-hmm. or I just kind of, I mean, you all, you're also a kid. So, I mean, they tell you like, Oh, these are for girls. These are for boys, you know, you go to McDonald's and they say, you know, is a toy for a boy or a girl. And I'm like, this is the hardest fucking thing I have to answer right now. <laughs> My life is on the line here, either with this hello kitty or this transformer. Like <laughs> I don't, I'm, I was like, oh, I was like, and I'll just tell them, I was like, just get whatever. And they're like, what do you mean just get whatever? And I was like, just, just fucking answer the question for me. Like, you're a grown up, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I knew when I was like three that something was up. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it's called, but you definitely have these feelings and these emotions, especially with, you know, attraction. You know, like I knew I was attracted to women ever since the Spice Girls. And and Kate and Kate Winslet and Titanic, you know, and Britney Spears, you know, like you see in J Lo, Christina Aguilera, like all these people, Salma Hayek, for the love of God, um, you just like you just know these things, but you don't know what they're called, especially because you're not taught that this is who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't have any machismo, like I because well, I'm not gonna say I don't have any. I mean, I. I Everybody has their moments, but I'm saying like growing up, you don't have that because I'm not a boy. You know what I mean? So I can't see things the way other people do because that's not how I'm supposed to be viewed. I don't know what I am. Like I'm this little, I'm this little, this girl child that likes boy things. I'm confused. Yeah. I, and especially so like in a Latino household. Like, sorry to cut you off, but like, especially in a Latino no, household, um, a boy's a boy and a girl's a girl. And it's kind of like, you know, there's tomboys and tom girls and stuff like that. Um, but I could see how it'd be difficult for you where you're like, 
you're a child, you're, you're young, you don't know what these things are. Um, mm. And then you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like and you were saying. Yeah, you really, you really can't even make a lot of your own decisions. Like I will say though, my, my parents knew that they knew something, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, I'm the youngest of, uh, of three. Um, and you can kind of tell when your little girl doesn't want to wear a dress, they're not going to wear a dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, so I was able to pretty, you know, I was able to express myself a little bit, of course, through you know, like fashion or clothes rather. I wore hand-me-downs for a good while too. <laughs> and would always be like in like my older sister's dresses or whatever. And I don't think the last time I ever wore a dress, I was like very young. <laughs> So I never wore any of that shit. I just couldn't do it. You couldn't put a gun in my head. And my whole life was just like dreading. I was like, when am I, I don't want to have to ever succumb to this. You know, I don't want to be something that I'm not, I don't want to be anything less than myself, but I also, I don't really know who I am. And I'm trying to figure that out. And, you know, I figured that out, I guess, through, um, through comedy, through writing, uh, as I got older through uh, music a little bit. And, um, I guess talking to people, but at the same time, you know, I didn't really come into my identity fully until I was about 22 years old mm-hmm. because I didn't, I didn't come out fully until I, well, the first time until I was 18 because I was like, ain't no way in hell I'm going to prom in a dress. I'm not taking a dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I was like, you got me all the way fucked up for all that. And you're all kidding yourselves if y'all think that's how it's going to be. And I would be kidding myself too. So, um, it's something like, again, like you don't really know what it's called. You know, you have to accommodate, you have to do it step by step. And, um, a lot of times, you know, it's just, it can be really difficult. It can be, um, confusing even now as I am almost two years on testosterone, which is dope. And, um, but even then it's like, you kind of lose that balance because you begin that you chemically are changing and everything. Like it's, a uh, it's physical it's internal it's even mental you know what i mean like it's emotional like you start to feel things a little bit more um intensely like from opposed to when i first grew up i was crying all the time and had no problem with it i was vulnerable mm-hmm. but now i'm like now that i'm vulnerable and i'm pissed that i'm vulnerable <laughs> i'm just like why the fuck do i have to feel these certain fucking things like why where is the I'm, I'm 26 years old like why am i confused about things that should be set you know what i mean um it's um definitely it's a little different especially you know like i don't know dude i don't know how to, to really like explain um, no yeah i mean i understand it's it's it's, it's, it's hard for it's me to for yeah i'm sorry it's hard for me because to understand where you're coming from because Everything is totally different for you. You feel something differently. You think something differently as opposed to yeah. me. I've always felt like this. You know, I've never yeah, whatever, had. Whatever you went through when you were 15, I go through. I went through at 25. And it was mm-hmm. annoying as fuck. Oh, my God. You do not <laughs> want to know what I went through at 15. No, I, but. I have know. an idea. <laughs> but, yeah, I it's just. I, I'd be at work. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I sympathize, I'd be at work man. And I'd like. I'd lock over like some juice or whatever, and I'd get so fucking angry. What the and I'm fuck, like, man. <laughs> and I'm just like, dog, dog, it's just it's orange juice, bro. Like, relax. But I'm like, like things would just piss me off, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. and then I have to like 
regroup and like chill out <laughs> it's it's just it's all, the, like, it's all the testosterone that's like hitting you because you've never like, had you, it before like that and you're yeah, just like, like are you ready are you ready to fucking go right now bro are you ready to go right now i'm just like no i'm like what <laughs> it's jews dog like <laughs> I'm trying to think. What was that else. from? Oh, damn. There's a there's a there's a cartoon where, like, they, like the person gets like full of testosterone and always wants to fight. I'm trying to remember what that cartoon mm. was. Um, want to fight about it? I don't remember. But anyways, you know, that was family guy. Was it family guy? Want to fight about it? I think it was something else. Um, it'll come to me later. But yeah, I mean. From someone who doesn't understand, like, what you were going through as a child, I mean, we're two years, we're apart, you know, we're two years, I'm two years older than you, and like you said, what you were going through as a child is totally something different than what I was going through, because you felt different, you know, Mm -hmm. and nobody understood that, as opposed Mm -hmm. to me, I felt like, yeah, like I said earlier, yeah, I'm a boy, you know, um, these are, this is how it is. This is how everything, this is how it be, you know, but uh, to yeah. you, you felt something totally different and it doesn't make it easier. Like I said, growing up in a Hispanic household where they're telling you, no, Mija, it's no, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to yeah. say this. You're supposed to dress like this. You're supposed to do this because this is what girls do. So like I said, yeah. I coming from me, I don't understand, but I can kind yeah. of. I can like I'm saying picking your brain about it. It's like okay, I'm I'm understanding more. Like okay, maybe mm-hmm. maybe pe- maybe the transgender community does have something in them where it's like they feel this way because as to us normies, as we'll say, a lot of us don't under a lot of us don't understand. And I'm I'm pretty sure you've gotten people who are like, no, you're you're born a girl. You should be a girl. You know that that's what you are. You're just it's, crazy. Yeah. You know, but. Bucket. talking to people that that's <laughs> why i have this podcast dude where it's like yeah. i i want to know things you know you're my first mm-hmm. transgender guest that i've had but i'm not gonna label you just as that because you're a human being just like everybody else you're a person just like i am yeah. and i don't i don't want to treat you as <laughs> um just like oh you're transgender you know i i think that's where yeah, some yeah, people yeah, bro, you know just how some people don't want to just don't want to be labeled as that it's like i'm a human being yeah. i'm a person just like you i have flesh and blood i i hurt mm-hmm. I, so for people who think that way where it's like no you talk to i i think you can agree it's like hey talk to somebody who's transgender and try to oh, pick their brain and see how yeah. they think because like i said i don't know and it i like mm-hmm. i really like sitting here talking to you about this because it's something i mm-hmm. i don't know about so it's helping me and and as right, you can yeah. say it's helping the transgender community help somebody understand more about what they go through and how they feel so yeah for sure it's uh it's definitely like if it makes any sense like you're you right let's say you're you mm-hmm but it's it's like you you're freaky Friday into somebody else's body. Yeah. Or rather, you've got like you know who you are as a personality. You know what you like to eat. You know your favorite colors. You know um uh, your favorite animals. You know the places you like to go. You know your hobbies. You know your interests. You know you're attracted to. But it feels like you're ha- you have the right size shoe on the wrong feet your whole life. Mm-hmm where your mental map doesn't match your physical map. And 
to an extent, your brain will try to match that as much as it possibly can. Like I, I started growing a full beard, a fuller beard rather, um, uh, probably like almost a year ago, a little less than a year ago, a few months. Mm-hmm. And, and the more that I would see it growing in, I'm like, fuck yeah, like this is cool. But also at the same time, it, it feels so natural to me. Yeah. Where it's like, I finally have this. Like, here it is. You know what I mean? It was like, I've been in puberty my whole life, waiting my whole life for this beard to come in. And oh, here it is. It's finally here. It's arrived. You know what I mean? But um, but at the same time, it's so neat seeing them it come in finally, especially yeah. from the beginning of when I first started tea and I had like all this like energy and all this strength, like this new strength. And I'm just like, I just want to go pick shit up. I just want to go run. I want to go, I want to go skate. I want to go do all kinds of shit right now. Like Welcome I want to go play club. basketball. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to go fuck. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and, um, like I want to do nothing else. Like, I was like and then um and um and then you kind of also like you know you hear your voice crack a little bit and even just a, a tad bit like you can hear it. Like other mm-hmm. people are like, oh yeah, like yeah, I can hear it. Side eye, but then but like you can really really yeah like can you hear it? Like, <laughs> I still crack, but, so um, it's it's fine. It happens, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then it's like even to this day, you know. I mean, and then it's like you can feel it, you can hear it, and you know. Even then, looking back on videos from when I first started tea, and then I was like making little videos. Like, okay, this is my my update, whatever. And then I listen back at it, and I was like, oh, you still sound like a squirrel. And then now I'm like, like comparing to now, and it's it's incredible, honestly. Like it's, but it feels so. Because even then, I feel like I, feel, I don't even feel like my voice is that deep. Like this just feels like my voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I said, it just kind of felt like I finally putting the right shoe on the right foot now and kind of able to navigate a little bit differently. But of course, you know, the emotions are different. I used to cry a lot. I still cry. I'm a big ass cry baby. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie about that. I'm very um, not ashamed of <laughs> what I feel in certain moments. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But, um, but even then I realized, you know, when, before I started tea, like I could almost feel like my body was like craving it. I was like, dude, just do it. Because for a while I was putting it off and, um, I put it off because right before I was about to start uh, COVID hit, I didn't know if that was going to compromise my immunity. Everybody was dying from this disease and I didn't want to risk anything. I was afraid, but ended up doing it and noticed results and changes and that I was super happy with. And even then, like I said, like it just kind of feels like I'm just finally growing into myself. So whenever, like I said, whatever you were going through as a teenager, aside from external bullshit, you know, girls, people, bullies, interests, mm-hmm. whatever you were going through as far as like the feeling about that and the emotions and the thoughts I experienced as a 25 year old person. And it's annoying because you want, you have responsibilities and you have things and relationships and um, previous, you know, uh, commitments that you have to move forward with. But sometimes it's like, bro, I just, Sometimes I just want to sit back and be fucking angry at something right now. Like, or I need, I need to be sad about something right now. Like I just, I'm just, I need a minute, you know, like, and I would have my, co- I would tell my coworkers that too. I'd be like, Hey, look, um, feeling a little, little wavy right now. Like, excuse me if, if maybe if I snap and don't realize it, like you're not passive aggressive, but you're aggressive passively because you don't realize there's some things that might come across as a little hostile. Yeah. 
or aggressive when you're not, you're really not intending to be. So I was like, if that happens, like check me, like, I know I'm y'all's manager, but fucking check me, <laughs> like help me help y'all. Right. Cause I don't want to be a dick. I'm, I don't like being an asshole to anybody. And um, so just like, it's like a teamwork thing. You know, it's also about like communicating that it's like, Hey, look, like this might happen the way this happens, but I shit you not. It's not, it's like, it's the adjustment and, the reaction, especially if it's something I've never reacted to. And then I'll react to something in such a way that I've never reacted to it. Why? Because I've never had to react Mm -hmm. in this way. So it's a constant, you know, you're re-meeting these bounds every time because, you know, I've only been two years on testosterone opposed to people who were born male and had to learn these things since they were fucking born. Yeah, dude, it's it's been difficult. Yeah. Okay. So you see this, this is hard for me to grow like a mustache and and a goatee. It takes me a very long time. Like I have to, it it just, it's not in my blood. I like, I don't know if it's the testosterone levels that I have, but like my dad can grow a beard. My brother has a beard. The Tostitos levels. (laughs) The Tostitos. But it's also like in my family, I had a great uncle who had nothing. Yeah. I mean, he kind of grew a little bit, but you know, he would shave it. Yeah. it, It, it's hard. I mean, like you were saying, like the the roller coaster, roller coaster emotions that you go through. I still go through to this day. There's some days where I like, I feel like crying. There's some days where I feel like I'm fucking mad. It, there's some days where I don't mm-hmm. want. I want to be left alone. And I, I still mm-hmm. feel that. And then sometimes it's hard for me to tell people because it's like they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "You you just won't understand," you know. And it's funny yeah, because. Yeah. Some like it's a guy thing. Some people are like it's a guy thing, and it's like, if you knew, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, man, I I understand. Like it, it's it's difficult for you, and especially like you're older, and then you're feeling these things, and you're like, fuck, man. If I would have felt this like ten years ago, I wouldn't be. I would already know how to handle this. But Mm -hmm. it's a whole new ball game. Like you're fucking at level ten now, and you know they're using other things than you know nobody's playing t-ball anymore everyone's playing straight you know pitching and stuff like that so it's serious so i can like i said i like understanding how you're feeling and and all these emotions that you you've been going through for the past two years because it's it's a journey and you know you were saying in the podcast before like you came out to your family that you were lesbian and then Mm -hmm. you you started talking and started thinking and talking to your friend about it and you came on just like yeah, I want to transition into a male and how your family was kind of supportive, but kind of just like, just be careful. Hey, you know, we will be here for you. And just like, it's a, it's a journey that none of us really under, you know, the normies will understand because a lot of us don't understand. And the only one that understands is you. So it's just good for, for my listeners and for people out there to be inside your brain and, you know, you give us a piece of how you think and how you operate and just all the emotions as you've been going through for like almost, what, 10 years, we'll say, almost? I've, I'm a pretty emotional person. So I would say I've, I've had these, I've had this struggle probably since I was a kid, like really isn't like I say three, but I probably maybe my whole life, like, <laughs> like even then, like, um, I would always wonder, you know, like in kindergarten, well, just even automatically, you know, like we're playing house and they're like, okay, well, you're the son. And I'm like, 
that's fine, but how did y'all know that I wanted to be the song? Like, you, know, <laughs> you read my mind? You? Are you Like, How did you know that I wanted to be the song? Or like, uh-huh. there'd be like little girls in there, of course, and you, 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 know, you can feel a vibe or whatever. And, this and, that. and then it's like, well, like, how did you know that, that I, that I might like you, you know, like things like that, where it's, it's you kind of, um, you kind of face these certain different things, you know, like, or I would kind of get like teased or whatever, you know, there'd be like magazines or some shit. Like, I don't even know how, don't ask me, mm-hmm. but there'd be like people magazine or some shit, like random magazines, whatever, somewhere at school. Mm-hmm. God knows why they were there, but you know, there'd be like a couple girls and then like, they'd like call me over and they'd open up a page. So like a picture of like, you know, like a woman or something was maybe, like a celebrity or some shit and they're like hey look look at her like look at her look at who this is and i'm just like yeah like okay i'm gonna turn around now like mm-hmm. don't know why y'all called me over there but you know like but don't leave me alone you know what i mean like all right and um or people i remember this one girl was like passing a note around one time and it was all like like oh so and so looks like a boy blah 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 and it's like oh, okay well, yeah like <laughs> i know that but at the same time it's not something that you're not you're not safe with mm-hmm because it's it's a it's such an identity that gets like ridiculed you know like you see on tv all the time you know uh people make you know make fun of trans people and um goof off about it especially especially like male to female not so much female to male but even then regardless you know a lot of people labels this community is like something that's like freakish and weird especially there was something i saw on maury one time uh my grandma was watching maury and um it was like a boot camp for girls that dress like boys and they send them to this boot camp, like a correction, like a behavioral corrections camp or some bullshit. And they come back and they're all like pretty and they're wearing dresses and their hair's done up. And that was like my biggest fear my whole life. I was like, I don't want to go to this camp. What if they send me to this camp? Like, like I'm thinking it's real. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to get sent here. Like, I don't, I don't want this to happen to me. Like, what do I do? How do I palette myself to, you know, I guess be like societally, societally if that's a word acceptable like socially acceptable how do i make myself this way but i mean i couldn't i couldn't i will never wear a dress but anyway but it's just like i don't know it's um it's it's trippy it's also kind of like being like a genius like a little eight-year-old genius in college like i'm 25 years old two years on t but i'm like in a different environment where other people have been on this level and have gone through school their whole lives while you're eight years old and you go from second grade to college to college it's it's trippy <laughs> yeah man i it's mean of, i understand what, like what you were saying about that um you know people kind of see the transgender community as like freaks or weirdos because it's like oh you're a dude transforming and you know kind of like the whole caitlin jenner situation not a lot mm-hmm. of people understood people thought he was fucking crazy or she was crazy um, mm-hmm. Sorry, you know sometimes <laughs> the, the yeah, worst. Uh, it's just that's just. Well, she's he, also a terrible person, to be fair. She killed, but that's still he no killed. Excuse, we'll no say excuse, Bruce killed some people. So, <laughs> and Caitlyn is a weirdo. But yeah, yeah. But, you know people. We should, we should all gender people correctly. But you know, we also, everyone slips up so here and there. As long as you mean no disrespect, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know uh, that's kind mm-hmm. of a lot. For a lot of people, that's a lot of people's first introduction to the transgender community. It's Caitlyn Jenner. So a lot of them assume like, oh, so you're all freaks and weirdos and shit like that. But 
Like, no, she's just a shitty human. (laughs) (laughs) She's terrible. You know, and and a lot of, like I said, a lot of people are very close-minded to it. And I can say myself, I was very close-minded as well because growing up in, you know, in in church and stuff like that, we we don't, it's very hard because the way people see, is the same way as people see Christians as well. They think of one thing where it's like, oh, you people are very judgmental. You don't understand. You think everybody is this and this and blah, 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 blah. But just like you, there's people who who aren't like that. People who understand who understand some things and just want to know. Like me, I mean, like I said, I was clo- I was close minded, but mm-hmm. until I got into, you know, when I got older and started meeting gay people and, and transgender people and stuff like that, where I started thinking, I'm like, okay, these people are just like me. You know, it's I don't understand what how they think. I don't understand why they made that decision but i'm going to choose to love them for who they are i'm not going to mm-hmm. criticize them i'm not going to tell them that you're going to hell because you're this uh, it's it, in a way it's my place to say something but in another way in another thing it, it's my place to show love because not a lot of people associate love with Christians because they think they're those crazy people having those signs that you see in downtown saying no, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I I want to show more love to people because it's like if I don't understand being gay, if I don't understand being a transgender, I, I should still show love because that's all yeah, that's one true. thing we all understand, you know. And I don't I want to grow. I want to get older and I want to show my kids. It's like, look, if you don't understand, talk to them, but still show mm-hmm. them love because that's all we really want. We all, we all want love because we all want to feel love. And if you don't show love to somebody, you're showing hate and that makes a person feel uncomfortable. And then you start hating each other. And that's not what we need right now, especially with, with all this stuff that's been going on for like the past two years, three years, we all need to, understand each other more and to sit down and just show love because like I said, that's all we really want. Everybody just wants to be loved. Everybody wants to feel love. And like I said, I'm going to show you love because that's the kind of person I am. And uh, you would welcome it. Cause you, you like, you look like you want just somebody to love you. So, you know, because you're, you're Tino, you're, 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 you're lovable. You, you, you're a cool dude. I mean, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want somebody to love you especially you know with with the whole thing that's going on it's like i just want somebody to hold me and say that they love me and they understand me and that they wish me well on my journey so wow dude you made me cry and that's the bottom line (laughs) like i said i just want people to feel comfortable on here and i want people to be comfortable you know i don't want to just do an interview and be silly and this it's like yeah we can joke around and have fun ha 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 but i want to get to know the person and i want them to to understand like this is me this is the podcast this is what i want to do and i want them to feel comfortable and i want them to feel like yeah man i can i can hang out with this guy this guy is really cool i i I feel comfortable around him i don't want somebody to be like Mm -hmm. oh hey with you know like if, if we ever see each other like at barbarella or Somewhere, I don't want you to be like, hey, yeah, we should, you, fuck you know. it, we should go. What day is it? <laughs> it's <laughs> tomorrow, fucking, it's yeah. Fucking Monday. Tomorrow's emo night. Uh, no, it was last is week, it dude. It was last Dude's week. Your mother. Damn it, I forgot. <laughs> I think it's a go because, um, 
He, oh, it's the tenth already, huh? Fuck my life. Yeah, dude, it goes by That's fast. All right. Now last week was last week was fucking hectic. Yeah, but anyways, to to close that part, you know, for everybody who doesn't understand, just for if you don't understand somebody, just sit there and just talk. To reach them. out, reach out, and reach out, and but show love, but show love. Don't show um, hate. Don't show. Don't, don't show anything because ignorant. yeah ignorance don't show ignorance i mean sometimes i can't be an ignorant person i'm not gonna lie it's, that's how virgos are sometimes um yeah. but yeah dude just love is the most important thing so that's that's what i want to show in this oh, podcast i want to show love to everybody because please. i would want that treat others mm-hmm. the way you would want to be treated i think a lot of people 100%. have forgot about that man and the it's golden rule. The golden, you know, nobody knows about that, especially just this uh, 90s kids remember that. But, you know, these Gen Z kids don't don't understand. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Why do you want some, why do you want to treat someone like a piece of shit and then get upset when somebody treats you like a piece of shit? It's like you shouldn't right. treat people like that. And like I said, I'm, I can say that I've done that to people. I've been a jerk. I've oh, been an here, asshole dude. to people. Yeah. But it's like. Uh, absolutely. Same here. Every day is a new opportunity to show love and to rewrite something that you did yesterday. So mm-hmm. I'm getting all preachy in here. <laughs> nah, dog. This is your show. This dog. is my I'm show. Just... But um, yeah. I, did, I do want to, <laughs> what's well, Tino's show now? He took over. <laughs> um, I did want to uh, ask you, um, so who was your, who was your crush? Like in high school? I mean, not high school, not high, sorry, but like growing up, oh like, God. you know, like we all had, um, like me growing up, my crush was um, the uh, Olsen twins. The Olsen twins. Oh, my God. Me t- no, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but not like growing up, like as a kid, that was like who I thought was like the hottest thing. The Olsen twins. Um, and then it was like Selena Gomez when she was on Barney and shit. But who was yours? Like, oh, yeah, your, that's right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> who was yours? Like growing up, who like when you were a little kid, you're like. Fun, you know. <laughs> um, Britney Spears, Salma Hayek with the with still. the schoolgirl outfit, Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. Look, so you remember they used to have those commercials? They used to have commercials for music. Remember that shit? Yes. Only nineteen ninety nine. That type shit. Yes. And then like Britney Spears new hit single uh, album out. They used to have commercials for albums. Yeah. We need to do one of those. But anyway. Well, they're all so, on YouTube now. But yeah, that'd be pretty you know cool to I do mean? a dope for, for uh, Colorful. Fuck it. Calm down. Anyway, so like, and they would have like snippets from like different, they would have the scroll of the songs. Britney Spears, that, that, that one, that commercial, I was like, who is that? <laughs> 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 hubba, hubba, eh? But yeah, but, um, but definitely, man, Britney Spears, but also Salma Hayek. There's this movie called Fool's Russian with her and a mm-hmm. homie from, from France. Forget his name. Matthew Perry. Okay. And I was like, there was like a scene. The beginning of the movie is like her swimming in a river in a tube, like in a, in like a tire, you know, like one of those like river tubes. Mm-hmm. And she's got like this white shirt and it's tied and she's got like this like skirt tied at her hips. So she's got some legs showing and she's just like swimming and, and like wading in the water. And I was like, it's okay (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna say anything everybody's watching me (laughs) oh that's funny Uh, but yeah oh to this day bro to this day god damn i know some of my 
She's a very gorgeous woman. Very gorgeous. And her voice. Ugh. Oh, yeah, like that accent where it's like, yeah. I am here on the Inside the Northside podcast drinking a love stream. <laughs> and Osaka water. I sometimes Osaka, I like to drink. I like to drink Nestle Pure Life, but Osaka honestly is the best. Like, is it, like, that's, that's, definitely, like, that's a good. That's a good impression. I'm gonna lie. That's good. Yeah. Got, that's called Academy like Awards. Get this man a fucking award. <laughs> right. So in high school, did you date in high school? No. No, you didn't. No, I liked people, but I never dated. I was very on the low in high school. Oh, okay. And I, yeah, I was kind of a, a hopeless romantic, whatever. It's like, and it's like, you know, all these, all these girls are straight, but they don't know why they like me. And I'm just like, hey, man, maybe I'm just fucking cool. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, why should we question anything? But then it's like, realistically, it's like, I don't, you know, it's like, yeah. It was, it's weird. It's mm-hmm. very, it was very weird, especially for somebody like me who was like, Yeah, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, like, yeah, like, I know why you like me, but also, I would always like, that's another thing. Like, it would always, I would always go back, I would be, I would write, I would like, write a lot of music, or just, I would just write in a journal, I would just journal a lot and be like, Dude, like, like, things would be so much easier if I was a guy. Like, if I was, if I was just a fucking dude, like, I can't imagine, like, I'd be a problem. <laughs> and you played on the basketball team, right? You in high school? The basketball team, okay, yeah. dude, let me ask you this because I've been thinking about this since high school. Why are a lot of the girls on the basketball team are they like secretly gay and then like come out when they join basketball or is it just like this weird um coincidence just, that they like I don't know. I don't know what makes wanting to or like having this ability to play basketball just make everyone a lesbian like it just kind of like, like no disrespect <laughs> i just i wanted to no like, it's not any disrespect i know what you, i know exactly what you mean i was on the t- i've been i've been on bas- i've been on a basketball team since i was eight years old so it's like yeah you don't you don't really know what it is like everyone just it's just um it's just it's just um fuck i don't natural selection i don't know <laughs> like because like there's people that were on the team already that were comfortably out mm-hmm. and then people on the team that weren't and then you have the straightest person on planet Earth. You know, it's just like the to- there's like probably like one or two token straight girls on the team. And that's it. Yeah, because I, but, I knew a lot of people everyone, who were on the basketball team and most of them were like, well, there's the token straight ones. There's like maybe one or two. And then most of them were were gay. And it's like, yeah, you weren't gay on the bus when I first met you, but you're gay now. And how did that happen and what's going on? And I, like I said, I always wanted to ask that question. And, and I don't I know, wonder, man. It's, it's weird. Cause I, weird. even then I, um, I was, um, it said like, Oh, sorry, my bad. I was reading. That's okay. Um, so, um, I, I wasn't comfortable with being out yet, mm-hmm. but my teammates kind of made me feel comfortable. You know, the, the, the few, you know, uh, lesbians on the team that were there, you know, they made me feel comfortable and, you know, I would eventually, you know, talk to them about it and stuff like that. And um, like I said, and then you always have like the two or three like token straight girls on the team that don't like any men and all this other stuff. You know, they just I just like the sport, you know, like, I, mean, all <laughs> I don't like girls. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but um, it's a very uh, I don't know. It's it's just it's 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 just 
comedy of life at that at this point where it's just like oh yeah like all like all the studs on the on the basketball team and stuff like that you know what i mean but is um i don't know it's a uh, it's interesting it's again again maybe just natural selection maybe but, so who knows I mean, yeah who really knows but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all right latino let's get into our two segments of the show so the first one is um I finally made a, a sound bite for this segment. I've been like fucking doing this podcast for like fucking five seasons and haven't done a fucking uh, sound bite. But here's the the sound bite for the new, uh, oh, not for the new, but for the uh, segment called Unpopular Opinions. <laughs> uh, so the, the the segment of the show is called Unpopular Opinions, and since you are our most awesomest guest, um, you are our first. <laughs> I'm terrible on the spot. Um, okay, well, let me give you one. So this is kind of like the icebreaker in a way. Okay. Um, an unpopular opinion for me is I think Pico de Gallo is trash. Oh, really? Yes, that's my unpopular opinion, and I stand by it. So that's kind of like that's usually what I used for an icebreaker for people. But it's my unpopular opinion. So then they feel Oh, I have an unpopular opinion. All right, here we go. I don't think Drewski is that funny. Who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a he's a he's like a, a comedian, like a tw- like a Twitter comedian. He'll do like a bunch of skits and stuff. Okay. I think they're funny, but I don't, everybody's like, "Yo, this man Drewski is so funny, dog!" And I'm like. Pick your pants up, please. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, he's funny, but I, I, I personally don't think he's as hilarious as people make him out to be. Okay, but, okay. So, sorry, sorry to Drewski fans. Sorry, you love Drewski so much, and I don't. You know what? We're two different people. I'm pretty sure everybody <laughs> is like, I don't. Know I would who like Drewski to meet him. Is. I'm just like this. I'm, it's, it's something I'm working on because you know mm-hmm. I could think, oh, well, I don't like your music. Oh, oh, oh I have another opinion. Or do right. I? See, I told you or that's the icebreaker that, that like starts the whole thing going. Um, oh, you were talking about Selena Gomez. Oh, no. I never found Selena Gomez attractive. She was like a baby. No, bro. Please, <laughs> bro. Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, man, I know she still has the face of like a 12 year old, okay? She's 28 years old. I fucking get that. But, Mike, man, come. I get teased by my girlfriend. She always is like, You like Selena Gummy? She looks like a 12 year old. And I'm like, Shut the fuck up, man. I'm like, I like who I like. It's not my fault. Oh, what's Selena for me, bro? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, not my Hashtag not my Selena. Dude, my fucking, <laughs> my freaking friend, oh, my freaking friend, Obi. Shout out to Obi. He says hey. the other way around. He <laughs> He's like, uh, Whenever we talk about the other Selena, the main Selena Q, he's like, that's not my Selena. My Selena, Selena oh, Gomez. So he does the other way around. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. But yeah, dude. Exactly. I, <laughs> I, I, okay. Like I said, I get your popular opinion. I get it, but I have to, I have to disagree. I understand she looks like a child, but I like you. 
That's that's future wifey right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the podcast takes off. That's future wifey right there. So, all right, Selena Gomez, okay. if you're listening to this, you already know. Uh, all right, <laughs> those are my unpopular opinions for right now because I can't think of anything. All right, let's. I got some I have other a few, ones, but I'm very. You got a, yeah, right you're on the spot. No, okay, you got a few. <laughs> you can get lubed up and everything. I should ready have for thought that. about this because we go off. Yeah. Let's find it on. Okay. Here's a music one. I think Adele is overrated. I think she sings the same fucking songs over and over again, and she's been doing it for like the last four albums. Wow. Wow. I actually didn't get to listen to, to her last piece of work. Yes, yeah, so not because I think it's trash. I, <laughs> I like to give things a chance. I try. But um, I would say, oh, J. Cole's off-season, I didn't, wasn't a fan. Oh, the latest one, off-season? There was some stuff on there, whatever, but I agree with you. I feel like, and it's hard because I, I know a lot of people that are just like J. Cole stands, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more guy. Like, It's yeah. just, um, yo, he can spit. Undeniable. Man can spit. I just feel like I'm hearing the same thing all the time. No, I can agree with you. I mean, I I listened to the, the latest album, and there's some songs where it's like, I feel like these are just rehashed ideas from 2014 yeah, Forest Hill Drive or, or something from like a, a mixtape that he did and never released. So I, I understand you. I can I can I I stand with you on that hill where like some of the songs <laughs> just they sound the same. I mean. It's really hard, I think, for some artists, and you can agree with this, to come up with like an original idea where it's like something that hasn't been done before. And I know you have done some things that have been done before, but not from from people that are like fresh minded like you. You know, you're going mm-hmm. outside of the box. Some people just stay inside the box because that's what they're comfortable with, or that's what the record companies are telling them. It's like, look, you did the same shit for the last three albums, just. Do it again. I we, think he's, you know. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's talented. I have no. I don't think he's not talented. I just can't. I can't get into it the way other people are into it. Like he's God. I'm like. I know some people are. I'm like. Like no offense to my homies out there. Like I love y'all, but like I'm built different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, what's another one? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, I think. No, because I can't. I don't even. That won't even make any sense. I was gonna say, Cartoon Network with Cartoon Network was better than Nickelodeon yeah. back in the day, but I'm like, no, that's a lie because both of them were fucking. They were both pretty great. They were both good. We had, we had a really good selection of, of cartoons back in the day, man. It did. Um, damn, what's a, what's a, an unpopular opinion? Oh, I got one written down. I don't know why I'm like. One more. Let's hit. Let's hit this out. One more. Ah, uh, fuck. Sign it off. Uh, people who shoot fuck. guns at midnight on New Year's Eve are stupid as fuck. Well, absolutely. I say this because, one, why are you shooting off a gun, bro? You're wasting bullets, which are in low, you know, uh, low demand right now. I mean, nobody has bullets. Two, Damn. you're shooting a gun out into some people like shooting it in, in complexes, and it's like. Are you? Yo, that's the, that's so stupid. Yeah, because then it hits somebody, and then you're just like, oh, oops. Yeah, I, I, I went to school yeah, with somebody who did that. He did that. He shot a gun, and it hit somebody, and I think the person died. And um, 
it was accidental, but of course it was New Year's and yeah, it didn't have to happen. It could have been it could have been prevented. Yeah, so I mean, I I'm okay with guns. I'm cool with that. I just think it's really stupid that people shoot them off and pop them off on New Year's Eve for at no midnight. For, or for it, no reason. Well, yeah, for no reason. It's like just pop fireworks. It's it's. I mean, you're wasting, you're burning your money, but it's a lot safer because nobody really gets, you know, bullets don't come out and kill people. So yeah. Um. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's it for the uh, unpopular opinion segment. Let's go into the next segment. Um, please uh, give a round of applause for Chris Stapleton because he did this. No, he didn't do this. I just, I just took a clip. Yeah. From this song. But this is the segment of the song, uh, segment of the podcast called. What are you listening to? It's called What Are You Listening To? So, Tino, if you would like to tell us what have you been listening to, music wise or whatever wise. Uh, music, listen, music wise, I would say I've been listening to this artist called Black Odyssey. Okay, Black Odyssey. Amazing. It's kind of like jazz, hip hop, R and B at the same time, and it's amazing. Like really good. I'm like, like, it's one of those things where it's like you hear it and you're like so inspired to write something. I'm like, fuck yeah. I've also been listening. I listen to a lot of uh, like modern funk. Okay. This this guy? His name is Kazi. He's from uh, he's from France, but he, he's a talk box artist, and he's like super like dancey. And whatever. And I've also been listening to like um like Los Yesterdays, like definitely like like low rider type music, but like modern type shit and trying to get a feel for that because I'm working on an indie EP right now with uh, with Andrew. And so I'm we're trying to get like a good like vibe going. Feel like a balance of like, you know, indie but also a little bit of uh oldies. Like low rider so yeah, yeah oldies. Like- there you go. Like bunch of shit like that. So Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty much like right now, and um, I listen to a bunch of like old shit too. Again, like like Janet Jackson, Britney. Mm-hmm. Like, it just depends <laughs> on the day, really. <laughs> so it's a different vibe every day when you listen to like music and stuff like that. It's like I want to listen to this today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. So there's some days where it's like, all right, I'm gonna listen to Blink 182, and then I'll listen to Blink, and then it'll change like mid song, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I want to listen to. Uh, Flamingosis, or hey, I want to listen to so and so. Oh, yeah, like I was, yeah, for sure. I was listening to Chicano Batman today, too. Yeah, Chicano Batman's really good. I wish I went to go see them, but I didn't. No, no me too. <laughs> so sad, <laughs> but yeah, dude, for me, um, I haven't been really listening to like one artist in general. I've really just been listening to my Spotify playlist that I've made. Um, I have one for the podcast. It's called Inside the Northside's uh, podcast is, uh, presents What Are You Listening To playlist. And then I have a party playlist that I do, that I put on whenever we have like a get together with friends or whenever mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, somebody plays the music. So I've really just been listening to that. But it's a culmination of, well, the podcast one is a culmination of different people who've added songs. So it's like me and then friends from like LA who are adding stuff they, they listen to hip-hop and it's all kinds of stuff so i really just been listening to both of my playlists that i've made because mm-hmm. uh i don't know it's just i like it you know when you you make a playlist and you're like i'm pretty good i've made a good playlist you know <laughs> it's like i don't want to listen to nobody, nothing else but that and i listen to the weekends um dawn fm 
Um, that's a really that a good. Lot. It was really. I good. liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It was I, really I haven't good. gotten all the way through it, but it was. It was. I loved everything about that. That was I, so good. I started laughing at like the dude, like the little um, radio uh, intros and stuff like that. I started laughing because I'm like, that's so fucking hilarious. But it's like it fits yeah. the vibe of the album. Dude, really good. It, it reminded me of like um, like a like a GTA Five. Oh radio. yeah. For sure, dude. You know what I mean? I was like, I could hear this on Grand Theft Auto for sure. Very good. I mean, like I was telling uh, Prince of Q, it's a it's an album full of fucking '80s bang. Again, with like the false memories, it sounds very '80s, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But it gives you like this, like these uh, memories of like the '80s, even though you were never born in the '80s. Um, mm-hmm. It just it's so good. Like it's so danceable. It's shit that they mm-hmm. should probably play at like New Noise on Barb's. Um, but I agree. It's a. I just. I think maybe this is the last album that I really listened to. I think. But everything else, like I said, was my playlist that I've made, and um, that one. But I like. I like listening to albums. F- fully, I like giving a grasp of like what what the artist is kind of trying to accomplish. Like like I said with you with Colorful, I listened to the whole album, and then I listened to it again, and I was like, okay. I see what he's going for. I feel the vibe that he's he he's putting out there, and I appreciate the music that that it what it is because it's 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 a really good album, and I feel like I'm gonna turn more people onto it because it's got a little bit of something for everybody. So yeah, I, 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 that's yeah. that's what um, I made it for people who love music, you know. Another one that's like that, and I I, I forgot to mention, but Silk Sonic's mm-hmm. new album. Oh my god! Yeah, that was fire. So good. It was so fun. From from, from beginning to end, album. it's just like it's fun. It's a magical Everything. like thread that just it stays strong from the first song to the last, and it's so mm-hmm. good. I mean, I I like revisiting it, and I'm like, damn man, this shit's fucking good. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, with Thundercat on it too. I mean, he doesn't really sing, but. He helps with the musical arrangement, it's, you know, and it's just so good. Those two, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, really have like collab. I didn't know I needed. Exactly, and it's really gonna stand the test of time. Like when we're like oh, in yeah. our fifties, in our sixties, with grandkids, we're gonna be playing this shit, and it's gonna be like, dude, you don't know this shit was bumping when we were like in our twenties, you know. Like, please turn that shit off, Grandpa. I don't want to hear this no. shit. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. Boring him. <laughs> You're fucking drunk singing. Me home, give me another beer. And this song yeah. made me think of your grandma. <laughs> She's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know how those Mexican parties are, where it's late at night, yeah. everyone's still, you know, just like, hey. Hey. <laughs> why are you awake? It's three o'clock. Go to go to, go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'm like, no, the fuck. I want to stay up. It's too damn loud. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah, those are our two segments of the podcast. Um. Now this is the part of the show where, sir, you have the floor. If you want to go ahead and shout out anybody, you can plug in your your album where they can find you. All that. So the floor is yours, Tino. Um, I would just like to say thank you for having me on. Thank, thank you, you for listening. Thank you for listening to my album and appreciating my album. We took a long time on it, and it was a 
um, it was mainly uh, money that kept me from really moving forward with it. And I've had to find myself secure somewhere and able to pay for it and honestly take the time on it the way it deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for appreciating it and, and telling me how you felt about it. I, I love that a lot. I love hearing how my music makes people feel because a lot of times, you know, I feel what I feel, but you know, someone could feel something completely different. I think it's a, that's a, a cool way to connect with people. And uh, I appreciate your input hundred percent on how you felt about that. That made me feel really special. <laughs> but um, uh, all the, the basic shit, y'all could follow me at really uncle Tino everywhere. That's R E A L O Y. Like the word really, really, really. So it's uh, really uncle Tino, uh, Twitter and, and uh, Instagram, uncle Tino on all streaming platforms. Um, yeah, just, um, I appreciate everybody's support and, you know, people that reach out to me and they say, oh, I knew you from Vine or whatever, you know, like, I know Vine was a pain in my ass back in the day because I didn't know how to handle that. But it was, a, it's a, it means everything to me that there's still people out there that are, that are sticking through it and, um, you know, supporting me and my friends, uh, support my friends as well. If I say, if I post somebody like, hey, like, there's some good music right here, like, I'm not lying. If, uh, if they do that and, and vice versa and it's me, they're not lying. You know, we're all here for each other and uh, Houston is a, uh, growing in that sense and everybody's becoming a big 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 family houston's probably the biggest small town in the world and um honestly y'all like if you're hearing this and wherever you're at in life like i'm not trying to be deep or nothing but like you know just do what you love and don't hold yourself back from doing what you love and be honest to yourself and um really um think about what it is like what kind of year you want to have you know we'll say that since we're in the beginning, the first 10 days of January, you know, think about what kind of year you want to have and make it happen and live your goals. Don't just, uh, don't just set them, um, live your goals. It'll make them easier to achieve because you'll feel like you're already there and uh, be kind to yourself and, and love everybody. And if somebody got you fucked up, then separate yourself and understand that the way they feel about you has nothing to do with you. That is all them. And, um, believe in yourself and believe in your friends and foster that love in each other and, don't impose any imaginary threats when there aren't any threats. You know, the real threat is the fact that you aren't doing what you want to do and you're not staying true to yourself. So be, um, be as honest with yourself as you possibly can. Don't be afraid to take risks. Uh, don't be afraid to meet new people. Don't be afraid to do it. Uh, and that's on baby. <laughs> I heard that. I know you fucking right. <laughs> Well, I mean, good, great choice of words, dude. Great choice of words. Very, I totally 100% agree with you. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, dude, thank you again for coming on. And, it, you know, it's you're very much welcome. I, I love music. Music is a part of my life. You know, I, I'm a musician, so I can I can understand the, the time and the dedication and everything that you put into your art because it's the same thing I do with my podcast. I I spend hours editing. I, I, I try to find good people on here who's who has a story, who have a who have a story to tell and just just want to get out there. And, you know, you you put yourself out there 100 percent, especially like, you know, on your social media, it, it, the stories that you do and just everything you're, you know, it, like I said, you're a lovable guy. And I'm, I'm very glad that I have you on and. It, it won't be the last time you'll you won't you'll be on here more you know i, yeah. I have ideas of like 
wanting to get a bunch of local artists together and all of us just talk music. I mean, it, you know, I, at one point I was thinking about getting like Gio Chamba and, and Ricky and, and another friend of mine and just like us four talking music because we're all musicians. So we all have stories and we all have dealt with weird things, you know, that only musicians mm-hmm. know of. But um, we can definitely add you to that fucking table. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. But yeah, dude. Um, yeah, like I said, you already follow me. So for my listeners out there who uh, don't follow me, you can follow me on Instagram. If you need help looking for all my social media, you can go to www.linktree.com which is L-I-N-K-T-R wait L-I-N-K <laughs> I don't even know Linktree just go to Linktree uh, slash I-T-N-S uh, it'll, it'll has everything it has the links to my social media has the links to the article that I was I was in that I got interviewed for um, has the playlist so uh, Tino if you're on Spotify if you want to f- go ahead and follow the playlist and add a bunch of music you know throughout the day where you're like oh dude i'm digging this i'm doing this on spotify you're more than welcome i love to have guests on there just start adding music and stuff like that on the playlist because i listen to it like i said so i kind of like i like to know what everybody else is listening to so um yeah i don't want to take too much of your time but yeah again thank you so much again for coming on the podcast like i said you you're you're from you're here so it's not like Mm -hmm. i'm like oh man I, i can't hang out we should always try to hang out. I, I I have merch for you, so I got stickers and pins, so I want to give you and oh, stuff sick. like that. Yeah, so, maybe me and Cesar will go grab a beer or something. We'll go chill. Um, maybe just me. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story there, but uh, I can tell you that off air. Anyways, um, also forgot, um, follow, um, what's it called? I have a, a plug here um, for my people out there. If you are... In the local Houston area, and you're looking for a photographer, um, I've worked with her. Obviously, it's my girlfriend. Um, follow at Varela underscore photography HTX. She does great pictures. Um, as you can see, the pictures that I have on my Instagram that I've, I did of me, she took them. So she's a great photographer. She she has puts a lot of effort and 100% work into her photography, and I'm just mumbling on. But, yeah, go ahead and follow her. Uh, you too, Tony. Uh, Tino, Tony. <laughs> yeah. go ahead and follow her. Like you said, if you need a photographer, she does great pictures. She's affordable. She works with you. She's awesome. So I'm not just saying that because she's my girlfriend. I'm just saying that because as somebody who works in the arts and stuff like that, she, she cares about what she does. So, anyways, uh, yeah, guys, this has been the podcast. Again, thank you, Tino. Santino, the great Santino for coming on the podcast. Um, if you guys follow him, I mean, he'll give you some funny stories and stuff like that. So anyways, guys, God bless. Peace. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>